Gentlemen, welcome to the greatest show on earth. Welcome to Kicking It with Clayton. I am your host, Clayton Thomas. Welcome to Kicking It with Clayton. Clayton. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I am excited to be back. Uh, shout out to BT Kingsley for guest hosting for your boy last week. You are amazing, but you are no Clayton Thomas. We have to my left. <laughs> Somebody who is amazing. She is an incredible actress. She is always hardworking. The very beautiful, the very talented. Ladies and gentlemen, Sherelle Patrice. Make some noise. To her left, we have somebody that I like to call a firecracker because she's always on fire. This lady is one of the funniest people that I have the pleasure of working with on a regular basis. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Nay. Make some noise. To her left, I have another beautiful young lady who is always hilarious. Every time she comes in the studio, she's always fun, a ball of energy. Ladies and gentlemen, Maddie Robinson. Make some noise. To her left, I have a brother who is in the building, and I like to call the official sidekick a team, Clayton Thomas, kicking it with Clayton. This brother is hilarious. He is a former gangbanger who turned (laughs) to the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, the actor, the father, the talented, Mr. Leon Ross. Make some noise. Hey, God bless you, my brother. God bless you. (laughs) To his left, we have my man, engineer extraordinaire, producer of the year, my man, Darren. Behind him, we have my very good friend, who's always on the ones and twos, always on the camera, my man, Young Wise. Make some noise for Darren yeah. and Wise. So, uh, first, Sherelle, how you doing? What's, what's going on with you? What's new? Amazing. I'm doing great. Just got back from South Beach, Miami. How let your girl. Have a little glow in my life in this cold weather. <laughs> how was my, so, here's the thing. You always traveling. What brought you to Miami this time? Because you'll be going in the middle of the week. It ain't like you go on a weekend. You'll be like, it's Monday. I'm in Miami. I just be going for fun. I like to live life. I believe life should be lived. I'm a bit of a hedonist. I feel you just go Uh-oh. and you have your fun, and that's what Uh-oh. I do. Here's the thing about hedonism. Hedonism, apparently, people don't realize, because that's not like a very sexy word, but people don't know. Hedonism <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. is the art of seeing people naked and perhaps engaging in extracurricular activities. Well, yeah. That's not. I don't think what hedonism is limited. Give I think that's a, a hedonist is about like living life in like it's kind of like almost like this. I don't know, ex- somewhat extreme version, um, but it more so and just about like living late life in its greatest capacity. Mm-hmm. And then you tend to be, but I don't believe it has to be solely sexual. It could be totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are hedonists and they're they are free with drugs or alcohol or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's I think a certain freedom mm-hmm. to not living within constrictions. Like, if you want to go to Miami during the weekday, you go. Mm. You know, I want to, first of all, give her a lot of credit because she just clearly 
made it seem super PG-13, the version of hedonism. <laughs> I was like, no. yeah, hedonism is about fucking, no, 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 no it's no, about I, going I, to Miami. No, because I, I read an article about it today because I like subscribed to email blast and one mm-hmm. of the articles was about hedonism and I'm I was sure talking about, I did and I actually put <laughs> it off so I can find it because I, I always thought it was a specifically a sexual thing and I was actually talking about how it's like living life in its kind of greatest capacity and being free to kind of explore, mm-hmm. um, but while remaining altruistic. So while like still trying to give to others and making sure other people live their best lives as mm-hmm. well. I okay. don't know what altruistic is. Nobody knows exactly what it means. <laughs> uh, Nay, what's going on with you? What is new? What's going on in your life? Always looking effervescent. Did you see how I threw that in, Leon? Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, I right, felt cool. it. I'm going to need y'all to tone down on the vocabulary. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the vernacular is crazy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sherelle right over here, her vocabulary is extensive and I don't appreciate it. So, uh, yes, um, what's going on with me? I mean, you know, we made it to 2019. That is a fact. So I'm grateful, um, just waiting on the opportunities to reel on in. It's a little slow in the dance community. Mm. Um, And as you guys know, I do the dance or the acting thing for fun. Mm -hmm. So I love working with you, CT. Thank you for being a mentor and always believing in me and just kind of reeling me in whenever you you need. Let me tell you um, something, man. Nay is one of those people (laughs) that is always cool. I've never had an issue with Nay, which is a which is a huge statement because I literally have issues with everybody. <laughs> so I've never gotten to it with Nay. She's always been cool. I'll be like, hey, yo, Nay, I need you here in five minutes. She'll be like, okay, well, I'll be there in 10. I'm like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> You're like, I'll take it. I'll always take it. Always appreciate it. Leon Ross, I'm going to start with the question today. First of all, let me introduce somebody who just came in the room. Down there, wise, let's get a very great visual on somebody who is a very talented actress and an amazing hey, hey. singer, officially Cammy. Make some noise, everybody. Cammy in the up, building. Y'all? Just came by. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey, yeah, you know, Happy New Year. Drop some new music. I got a new single. You tried it, so check it out. Uh-huh. And it's fire. It's fire. <laughs> I like that. Fire. You know, check it out. So it's on all streaming platforms. Get at me. Can't beat that. So now I want to start with the question of the day. The question of the day is going to be something that I want to hear everybody weigh in on, okay? Now, Leon, I'm starting with you, so I need you to be ready for this, oh, especially. Sh- the question of the day, what's the one thing... That's a non-negotiable in your relationship. An example, has to believe in God, uh, monogamy, no kids. Like, what are some non-negotiable mm. things that you have to have in a relationship? Leon, start us off. Uh, well, first, I'm going to tell you about my day. You <laughs> ask me. Uh, Ooh, he came in salty. <laughs> you feel me? Okay. I almost died some this morning. Uh-oh. Wait, I almost passed away. What yeah. happened? Uh, I did high-intensity workout this morning. <laughs> And, I thought something and, really happened. Yeah, it did. It did really happen. It was my first time ever, and I wasn't ready for it. Mm. Now, question of the day. Okay, um, one thing that's non-negotiable for me is lies. Like I need mm. complete honesty at all times about mm. everything. Okay, everything. That's a good one. I, like everything has to be honest because I'm yeah. Mr. 100. So I'm all about honesty. Mm-hmm. Like everything, is, I'm honest. Like even if it's something embarrassing or something that you're afraid to tell me, I need to know. Mm. I need to know. Yeah, I can understand Because that. we can't build, we can't work on something that we're not aware of. That's a f- <laughs> Did my wife send you here today? Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a direct conversation. Um, okay, I'll give you lies. Uh, Maddie, give it to me. What are some non-negotiables in your relationship that you have to have? Okay, so listen, I thought about this. The thing for me is, like, I have, like, several different... First of all, let's back up. You came in, like, you was about to drop the hottest bars. <laughs> no, 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 no
the way her well first of okay, all get ready for this fuck you with the clip you play go right ahead <laughs> no i really did think about it though um but with my several different personalities like i wake up and one day you just have to know how to treat me mm-hmm. based on how i feel in that day oh okay um, mm. yeah. oh right <laughs> He's a like, psychic. Right. And, and so, so I guess the non-negotiable thing would be you have to be a mind reader. Like, mm. <laughs> no, but um, I guess for me it would be I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. So my man needs to have like weed on deck. Okay. And even if he doesn't have to smoke, but he has to like buy me weed. Mm. Drugs so, on deck. Yeah, Got I don't it? think that's a lot to ask. Hey, you know, those are you your know? non-negotiables. Uh, Cammy, give it to me. Hey, non-negotiables. I feel like you started off with some great pointers. Mm-hmm. I think uh, monogamy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in a traditional type of a marriage. And I think everybody's different nowadays. You can do what you want to do, you mm-hmm. know. And I've thought about some things. But I think Uh-oh. for me, it still comes back to monogamy, you know. And so I want someone who has that mindset as well. Okay. Um, and family and children and stuff, you know, we're not trying to do it right now because we're trying to get our lives. But <laughs> I want you to have that on your mind. Yeah. And I want that to be something that you desire as well. Because yeah. you can't really persuade someone into that that has to be their heart's desire too like you gotta be on the same page as me now Mm. let me i'm gonna say this because i want to say it fresh before i get to sharil because i don't want to forget this now cammy you just said that you want a traditional monogamous relationship that's what you're saying so here's my my thought on that you're in the entertainment business Uh my thought for everybody in the entertainment business who says i want a traditional relationship i want this i want it to be just he and i or she and i is ridiculous and i'm gonna tell you why because in this business unlike any other business you're going to meet and work with people that you might have had a crush on since you were a kid and you're gonna say oh well you know i'm in this traditional monogamous relationship but in this sense you want everything to be normal in your relationship you want everything to be normal but in your life you've been living and pursuing this dream that is the impossible so over here you want something that only probably 20 percent of anybody living has ever succeeded at but over here, you want to do something that you feel everybody can get. So why do you want everything extra over here to be super, oh, this is a way of God. But over here, you're like, no, it's going to be just he and I. And you just meet a Will Smith or a Denzel, whoever you're attracted to. And you're like, no, it's a traditional. When you're in the entertainment business, you have the freedom to meet with people that you've never ever seen before in yes. person that you've had a crush on it's real and you know i've thought about this mm-hmm. long and hard and okay. i will say that the relationship mindset is new to your girl okay. you know what i mean honest. i've honestly been someone who's dated more of my life than actually been in a relationship hmm. and i think that from now being on the other side i kind of actually have made a decision off of knowing yeah and i have been in a situation or two where it's like oh this was somebody who you always thought about and mm. you have a moment mm-hmm. and i always chose the other and so it made me feel like, okay, your heart is actually more in this particular area. And yeah. it's only off of experience because I had to try it out mm-hmm. because I can't hold you. Like, it's true. You get these opportunities and you're in all these love scenes and, you know, whatever. But I think that also has a testament to whoever I'm going to be with. They got to be real strong within <laughs> who I am oh, and Cammy. what we have. And I just think that you got to make the right decisions because there's one or two little choices that could throw you off your game. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Facts. Like. If you know you're not supposed to show up over there, don't go there. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the temptation is real. And I think that it's something that everybody has to choose in a relationship. When you leave your house, especially being an attractive person in Hollywood, what are we going to do today? And you have to choose to just stay with the course and be faithful if that's what you want. And if that's not what you want, well, then y'all can figure out a little swinger situation. But for me, I think, you mm-hmm. know, I think I'm 
would try to keep it cute. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep it classy, 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 classy cami. I like that. Shoot. That's what's up. Of course you love that, Sherelle. I'm, I'm not crying. I just want people to oh, think okay. more than just the what's in front of their face. Because we can't say, I want superpowers. And then be over here and be like, but I don't want nobody to know I got superpowers. He's like, hold on, man. Look, you can save the world, but we're going to know who you are. Especially if you're black, because you can't put no, you know. It can be ridiculous, on. but I think it's attainable. Mm. What do you think about that? Well, first, let me, I'm going to give you an answer, but I want to hear from Sherelle. Got you. Uh, what are some non-negotiables in your, this face you're making is hilarious. <laughs> what are some non-negotiables that you need in your relationship? Non-negotiables. Number one, I think this is me. Number one, finances. You have to be able to maintain finances. Mm -hmm. You have to understand how to handle bills and savings and stocks and bonds. You have to have good credit. Mm -hmm. One of the main reasons people statistically break up is because of finances. Mm -hmm. And it's a big reason for divorce in America. And I feel that people handle money very differently and if you have two people that handle money differently where one's maybe more frivolous and one is more strategic that could be a recipe for disaster and in life things happen circumstances change mm -hmm. employment changes things um, extenuating circumstances people get sick yeah. and if you don't know how to handle that as a couple then you do have a recipe for disaster so that is a non-negotiable like I can't I, if you don't know how to do it, I, I will help people. Like mm. I will, I believe in if I can lead you to water, can't make you drink, but if I can help educate you, then. Yeah. And I tell my friends, I'm like, if you need help getting your credits in 800, like I've done it before, I know to help. And if anyone mm -hmm. needs here, I will help you. I'm gonna text friends. you. I'm gonna text you. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's so important, and I really love it because I've done it for myself. And yeah. so, but that's like a big, big one for me. Mm -hmm. um, two is family. Mm. I'm very, very close to my family. Anyone that knows me, I'm always visiting them. I see them. A lot. Anybody live um, in Miami? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was not visiting my family in Miami. Um, so if you're not close to your family and you don't have a strong sense of family, I don't think it's necessarily going to work out because I, I'm not going to stop going on family vacations. That's mm -hmm. something. And I believe in multi-generational households as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that actually is one of the reasons why people in certain countries live very long because they have these multi-generational uh, generational households where basically like the young people stay I mean the old people stay young because they have a purpose and stuff so having no no no, no. it's if you read about the blue zone I do a lot of reading I'm listening I'm, listen, I'm just listening. we can go but I'm just saying family is very important and uh -huh. like having active family and one thing I do want to bring up though is the definition of hedonism you which, are a petty uh, motherfucker <laughs> I'm, before you read it, I'm going to throw this disclaimer. The reason I associate hedonism with sexual endeavors and nakedness is because when I was bootlegging cable for the first time back in Detroit, uh, we watched, uh, they always advertised that they were doing hedonist resorts and they were doing hedonism three and hedonism four where all mm -hmm. the porn stars would go <laughs> get it in and you as a fan could buy a ticket and go with them and you know whatever happens happens so i always associated hedonism with that now if you wouldn't mind petty godfather go right ahead yes so the <laughs> definition of hedonism which is a noun and it's the origin is a mid-19th century from the greek word hedon the pursuit of pleasures 
pleasure, sensual self-indulgence. Mm-hmm. The philosophy is the ethical theory that pleasure in the sense of satisfaction of desires is the highest good and proper aim of human life. Mm. So it's not just reduced to sexuality and Yeah, that's a very sex. open and vague definition. So what you did was actually help me, Sherelle. <laughs> what did I help you do? Because I, damn it, I was right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me get right back to Nay. First of all, to remind you, you are listening to Kicking It With Clayton. We got Sherelle. Ooh. We got Nay. Ooh, we yeah. got Leon. We got Maddie. We e. got Cammy. We got the engineer, e. producer extraordinaire, my man Darren, and behind the camera as always, Young Wise. Now, yeah. to answer your question, yes, it's very attainable. However, the thing that people don't realize is nobody knows 100% of anybody's relationship. So when you see these couples on Instagram, you see these couples on television or in film, everybody's like, oh, I want that. But nobody knows what happens behind closed doors. They might hate each other. They might love each other. It's, it's a toss-up. So you're looking at the image of what people think uh, monogamy is. True monogamy is determined and defined by the couple. There could be a monogamous relationship that they are in tune with each other and they love each other, but they might be like, oh yeah, so uh, she just smashed this guy or he just smashed this girl, but that has nothing to do with their hearts or how they feel about each other. So there are definitions of monogamy that are different pertaining to the couple. However, it is not a vague or blanket thing for every one-size-fits-all couple. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's this wisdom like coming me. from, man? What's well, let me oh. tell you something. If you ever listen to Clayton life. Thomas, wow. I didn't know. I didn't myself into. Y'all got me thinking really hard over here. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm like uh, thinking that hard. So let's see. I got it from you both. I got it from Leon. Did I get it from you, Nate? Not yet. Give it to me now. What are your non-negotiables? Well. For me, my spirituality, um, I believe in the Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Wow. And I feel like that's a given, though. So yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and kind of touch base on a little bit of what Sherelle was talking about. For me, it is definitely um, business-driven and or goal-driven. Okay. I detest laziness. Mm. Um, I ha- I make my money in... I have three different streams of the way that I make is a my hustler. money. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't ever allow laziness in my space. Yeah especially if it's someone I'm going to be intimate with because, mm-hmm. honey, I don't need that type of energy intertwining with my soul. Mm. I rebuke nice. you. Um, mm. Yeah, so just to keep it short and sweet, um, I just need us to be both driven. How are we going to get this money? We both in the business. We don't. We can't struggle together. <laughs> okay? Nice. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, none of that will be... Uh, uh, which Over I want to ask a question oh. that I feel like you always ask and we've dealt with on hey, the show let's, before. Let's hear it. Oh. You said you can't struggle together. And so you're not dating a man that's on the bus, right? No, ma'am. I'm, I'm 30 Thank now. Thank you. I am Don't 30 now. You. I can't Thank do you. it. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mental thing for me. Mm-hmm. Why are you on the bus and I'm a woman and I'm not on the bus? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? If, right. and, and, I, and I deal with labor. I, I, own, you know, I have a bartending company mm-hmm. where I do a lot of private events and I hire my staff. And I'm, I'm literally, I'm, is labor involved? And I'm also a dancer. That's using my, mm-hmm. what are you doing if you are a, you're not handicapped, you got two arms and two legs, so why are you not working? Let me ask you this. You already know, ladies and gentlemen, I always try and take the side of who I feel is right. In this scenario, I happen to be rooting for the underdog. Now, let's talk about this guy that's on the bus that you're dating. You yes. don't. You said just a minute ago that you detest laziness, right? 
To me, laziness will be a man who's not trying to go get his money. He's mm. just like, oh, I don't have a car, so I'm not going anywhere. Mm. A brother who's about to get on the bus, you don't know why he's on a bus. Maybe his car could have just broke down or has been in the shop for so long. He's like, damn, let me go ahead and get on this iron horse real quick and get to my job or get to the mm. money. Or who's to say that this brother in his youth could not have gotten a DUI and had his license removed from him and is like, you know what? Let me just catch his bus to save bread because I'm stacking for a house or I have to provide this for my child or mm. I'm saving up to take my lady on a trip that I know she wants to go to. I'm going to do it as a surprise or a wedding ring. The, the things are endless. And to me, a man who's on the bus is trying to get to his goal as opposed to being lazy just by being at the house waiting for somebody to come pick him up. Okay, okay. so you're going to date that. So so Got it's all circumstantial. Yes, it I is. don't know what it is. However, I've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. And this is why I won't ever go back to that mm -hmm. is because I have taken care of a grown-ass man before. Mm -hmm. I have dated a man that's been on the bus before. Mm -hmm. I have dated a man that hasn't had a home and I've provided mine for him. That's what's up. I am 30 now and th I will not allow that. <laughs> it is what's up. And it's to the point where I, I don't even want to be on the same level. You got to be getting it harder than me. Mm. You got to motivate me because at the end of the day, I might hop right back on right on the bus with you and I'm not doing that. Because no, I, I, you. I, you know, if I'm no, around no. you, thank you. Same no. as your girl. You can't have a best Man. friend that's not on the same financial yep. mindset, you know, that's not as hungry as you are. You're, right. you're not. Especially if you're hanging out a lot, it's going to rub off on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I rebuked the devil in 2019, honey. I don't, and this is why I've been single for so long. And you're in LA, right. I, 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 I even weed out the ones that do have. Um, the nice cars, but live in a hole in the wall. Like mm -hmm. I, you have to priorities are everything. I'm not saying just because you have a car, it's just like live within your means, people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, Nay. Uh, first of all, Sherelle, you ain't shit. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no, laughs> she's just going. Oh, yes. Go ahead, say it, Nay. I'm gonna tell you. Now you just said the example of you've been there, you've done that, you've helped take care of a man, all of these things. So let's flip it. Let's say you get the guy that has the mansion, he has the car, he has the money, he has his companies, he has everything that you need him to have on the surface, but he's not edifying you personally. He does not uplift you. He does not tell you how he feels about you. And he's also just treating you like you just just in the house you just any other girl now how do you feel do you rather have that guy who has everything that you need on paper but does not make you feel incredible or would you rather have the guy that's on the bus that makes you feel like a queen mm. Well, I've been there. I've been there, done that. Too. You've been there, to done. I've both, been huh? that. Okay. I've been there and done that too. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, any and every man could not gain shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Just depending on, like I said, it's, it's, I think it's all subjective. It's all circumstantial. You're right. um, I don't deny love. Mm -hmm. If if some if I found someone that treats me like a queen and I've never felt, you know, it's a gut feeling in my heart and in my soul, mm -hmm. and and I can't shake that. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I can't even get, I won't even be turned on to give you a chance. Mm. Mm. You know, it's just something, and I don't discriminate. Like, I don't discriminate if, like I said, I don't deny love. If I happen to like you and, and we connect like this, yeah. you know, instantaneously, and you don't have a car and you are working, hey, we might have to work it out. Mm -hmm. But it ain't happening. Now, let me hit you with this. Now, I can give credit to my lady Tange. When I met her, okay. I was on a bus. I had nothing. I was living in an apartment How with old were three you guys when was this? Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, yes, it does. Okay. No. Okay. Yes, okay. it does. Okay. How old were you guys I, when you met? I'm not I was, trying to age you. I was 21 years old. Thank okay. You. Now, That's listen to me now. <laughs> Every woman I've ever <laughs> dated has been older right. than me and had they shit together. I've always oh. had the pleasure of meeting amazing women. Tange just happened to be the best woman I met. Now, with that, 
that. She rocked with your boy, and I knew she could have these How NBA she? players. She was older than me. First of all, Sherelle, you don't talk about a woman's age ever. She could be 22. She could be 57. I don't know how old she is. Now, <laughs> when See, I say these test. things. That was a great answer. And oh, where were you guys? You're not going to ever catch Clayton Thomas up. Uh, where were we? <laughs> we were in LA. I was, uh, what do you mean? Like, where were where, we? Where did you guys meet? Where did you guys start oh, the relationship? We, uh, we met, I, uh, I was on Jamie Foxx's radio station. Uh, Fox All Radio, and she was there. I was away shooting a TV show that was horrible in Louisiana. And uh, <laughs> when I came back, she was sitting in my seat. And I'm like, hey, baby girl, you in my seat. And she was like, I don't see your name on it. And I'm like, I don't like this motherfucker. <laughs> and from that point, we became friends, and you know, the rest is history. But <clears throat> these types of things, women go for determination, hard work, and ethic. Mm -hmm. A lot of women, like Sherelle, like that bread, because apparently one dude who was too broke fucked up everything. However, oh <laughs> there are some guys hey, yeah. I'm take that though. I'm going to take that Oh, wait, let me, before we get this up, let me give y'all my uh, relationship non-negotiables. In a relationship, my non-negotiables are you have to hear me when I'm speaking. I hate to be interrupted when I've heard somebody else out. Like, it's like, uh, mm. I'm not throwing anybody into us, but it's like, when I, when I have a conversation, I'm like, go ahead, go, let me go ahead and listen. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, let me say this. Well, hold on. It's like, God damn, I was just quiet for hella long. Hear me out. And then the back and forth. I've always had a non-negotiable with that. I don't really care about lying because for me, lying if the lie is good enough, it's going to make you feel good. You know what I'm talking about? Like, men have been oh, lied to for years. Lord. Hey, girl, how many times did you come? I came 17,000 times. 17,000? I'm killing it out here. <laughs> that makes you feel good. So um, how do you even know the person you're with if you're okay with just lying? Yeah. Well, you know the person that you're with. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about, like, a whole family. Like, he's like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it was just me and you. And he's like, yeah, I actually got 16 kids on the north <laughs> but side. But you just said lying Not okay? that. You yeah. come out little, little white lies. Yeah, ain't nobody like, tripping off of uh, how do you look this dress type lie. I'm talking about that kind of stuff. I ain't talking about, yeah, so um, yeah, I'll marry you. And then you get married and you find out she already married. You're like, oh, <laughs> like that's not the same thing. But uh, yeah, I don't trip off that. Clarifying. Go right ahead with your, uh, what I was about, what you were about to say before I hit you with that. What I was, well, I was at a couple points. First of all, mm -hmm. Nay said, I've already experienced this. I've already done it. And I feel there's nothing wrong as a woman or a man saying, I've already been through this. I realize this is not what I want for my it. life. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that just because I, I've done the same thing. That's why I said I know at this point mm -hmm. I've been with someone where it's like we've struggled together or I've supported here. I'm letting you stay in my home. I'm taking care. I'm buying stuff. I've been there. I cannot see that. <laughs> I cannot see Cheryl doing I any have, of that. I've grown Not a lot with that as voice. Um, so um, I'm gonna make you pancakes, and I'm gonna take you to Miami with me. And my After family. she severed the body. Oh, Yo, Miami, ain't let go of Miami. That's no. gonna be the topic forever. Because that's the first place that I'm thinking. Because I've seen Cheryl go across the world. Like anytime you be like, "Hey, Cheryl, tomorrow." Oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be in Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in Zimbabwe. Uh, the number to call in is 323-879-4445. Again, that is 323-879-4445. 323-879-4445. Give us a call to talk to us. Mm -hmm. uh, so now as we move on, a couple things have been going on in the news lately. I don't want to talk about the elephant in the room because everybody's going to be split down the middle on that. What's the, uh, what's the elephant that You know the elephant with the mm. bandana across his eyes singing the hits. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. But what I will talk nope. about is... Wait. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. I'm slow right now. No, 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 no. You, cool. We you had a whole, down, we had a whole bigger movie session. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I know what we were talking about. I heard a bandana and I thought a soul 
Soldier Boy because he was wearing the Gucci bandana. Mm. And okay, it could be sorry. him too. He's been in the news. He was in the news. Yo, <laughs> let me talk, about, talk about Soldier Boy. Different. I want to tell Drake. you, Soldier Boy is one of those guys that if you weren't a fan of his before that interview on Breakfast Club, you are now. <laughs> that Facts. brother made a fan out of me. You hear me? He was talking. <laughs> Drake, <laughs> Drake. Gotcha. I'm like, man, this dude is creating hits. Haley Alexis just joined in, ladies and gentlemen. We got Haley hey, Alexis, hey, somebody hey. who is a very talented actress and a mother of a very beautiful young lady who happens hey. to be her only child. Ladies and gentlemen, Aww. make some noise for Haley Alexis. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. So, what's going on with you? What's the catch me up now? What's going oh on? man, well. uh Nothing much. I think last time you gave me good advice on someone passing in my family and mm. for my daughter, and that that happened. That went that happened. done. Um, other than that, everything else is is rolling. I'm excited. I don't know. So now my question is, because I want to move into this, we have a lot of amazing ladies in the room. Leon is just you, myself. Wise can't talk because he behind the camera. We got Darren. Darren is apparently <laughs> no. fighting the cold because he looks like he's coming down off of a high of a. <laughs> Some type of medicine. Benadryl. (laughs) It's definitely Benadryl. So, ladies, let me ask you this. What do you actually look for? Like, if you all of the qualities that you say that you want in a man, if he shows you that, do you know it? Or what do you have to find? I guess the better question is, how do you know a man has the qualities that you want? Me? Yeah, let's start with you. Okay. (laughs) How do I know? Well, some of the stuff you can't really know until you get to know the person yeah. mm-hmm. because you know i feel like you don't know someone until you know them until you actually go through something that tests mm-hmm. a person's character and yeah. tests a person's integrity um and when you go through adversity you know pressure makes diamonds or bust pipes so yeah. that i feel some things you may not know about a person but some things i mean like you can generally tell i feel like because i've gone through i've gone through a lot of bullshit in my life i mm. hide it very well under this concealer but <laughs> under this concealer <laughs> But um, in general, I'm really good at sensing things. I'm really mm-hmm. good at picking up red flags ahead of time. Just mm-hmm. things like, how do you talk to other people? Like, mm-hmm. are you rude off the jump? Because if you're rude off the jump, you'll probably be rude to me mm-hmm. because that shows something about how you treat people. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your relationship with your family? You know, mm-hmm. do you not talk to your family? Do you talk to them? How do you talk to them? Mm-hmm. You know, some people be cursing out their parents or whatever. Um, things like that. Are you reckless with anything and everything? Mm-hmm. Stuff like, and it's little markers that I can pick up on um, or temper is a big one you know mm-hmm. like do you snap quickly because you probably have an anger yeah. problem that mm-hmm. we're going to have to deal with in the jump so I try to look for little markers ahead of time. Where Follow this up though so you try to look for those markers what are your flaws that you know can annoy somebody in that same sense? Oh I know I'm extra I'm very <laughs> 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 I'm like dramatic. I'm like, oh, we're just not about to have a fight. Let's make it World War Three. Just, just so you remember who I am. Um, yes. So I know that I can be very extra and okay. very dramatic, and I try. But I come from a theater background, and I feel like ever since I was a kid, I was just like, oh. But um, I also can be very redundant. I tend to talk in circles. So hmm. after we've had the argument, we're gonna have it five more times until I get it out that of my system. That is hilarious. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Sherelle, if I've never loved you more than I do this moment, you'll be surprised. That was incredible. Nay, same question, and give me your flaws. Um, okay, so same thing, characteristics. I like to go on a first date, and I typically like to start with dinner, mm-hmm. um, just because I like to see how they 
uh, treat Order. people. Oh. No, well, you know, first of all, I want to see where you'd like to take. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what do you think of me? Where would you like to take me? Um, no, I want to see how I'm in the service industry as well. So I want to know. I want to see how you treat your waitress or wait, mm. waiter. I want to see how you tip. Yep. Um, I want to see if, if you have manners. I want to see. I want to pick your brain and have that first conversation of how's your relationship with your family, mm-hmm. your friends, you know, mm. your past relationships. Not too deep into yeah. those, but, you know, how... You know, are you the common denominator and yeah. why, you know, you're you're not, you know, you're not having the best of luck in relationships, whether mm-hmm. it's business, romantic, financially, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and those characteristics are probably some of the most important because it, it, you can sense a lot in that person with mm-hmm. those characteristics. Uh, now, my, my flaws, uh, because I have to right have to answer this, <laughs> answer this. <sighs> Because everybody, no. we all love being like, oh, I don't like this, and I don't like that. And right. Let me tell you something, I don't mess with it. But nobody is ever willing to say, here's what my problems are. Yeah. yeah. All right? That's true. Mm. Well, I've admitted to these, and I, I am aware of these problems. Um, but I would say my pride. Mm. And also, I'm very stubborn. Okay. I come from a European background. We don't budge. What we believe is what we believe. You can't tell us otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's almost, I'm, I am a little close-minded. Um, but <laughs> okay. it's worked for me for the past, you know, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all ain't got to worry mm. about me now. That's what's up. <laughs> um, I appreciate the honesty. Uh, first, also, <laughs> this is the running theme, and I don't even want you to answer because okay. I think it's funnier when you don't even answer it. Apparently, nobody knows what Nay's race is. And here's the beautiful thing. Where you're like, yeah, I come from you and your background. I'm like, Europe is huge. So you can mm-hmm. literally say anything and you can play anything because yeah. you look. What's the, what do they call like the rock? He's a... Uh, ethnically ambiguous. Ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. the best I've played everything. I've played Japanese. I've you played, played Japanese? I have. Mila J, I played a Japanese girl. What? I see that, actually. Because yeah. you have... I had, and, well, back then I had bangs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was bangs. in both of Mila J's... Um, Music videos, mm-hmm. uh, my main and um, with B.O.B. B- B- mm-hmm. um, Champion, which was a big one. I played a Japanese girl. I that is that. amazing. Yeah. Keep that, yo. Because they're yeah. like, we'll do videos. And they be like, man, what is, what is Nay? And I'm like, you'll never know. Anyway, <laughs> you never know. Leon, give it to me, man. What are yours, brother? How do you know that this young lady has? How do you look for the flaws? And what are yours? Um... That's a tough. That's a tough question. That I, I don't really. I don't really look for nothing, man. I don't really look for shit. <laughs> okay. I don't ask questions. You know what I'm saying? I just. Uh, I just feel people out, man. Have a drink and just let them be them. <clears throat> wow, that is a. Uh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, um, I'm different. You, you are very. You get them drunk, then, huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Get them drunk. <laughs> to know. If they're trying to rape me, then I know. I know what's going <laughs> next. You know what I'm saying? It's real simple. So, what are your flaws? Oh, I ain't got none, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, honestly, best um, answer today. Honestly, I, I got a gang of flaws. Um, nah, I, I got one. I just like to take my way or the highway. That's it. I'm a Leo. I'm stubborn as fuck. Mm-hmm. Either she gonna go like this or it's gonna go elsewhere. Facts. That is very interesting, man. Yeah. Um, Maddie, give it to me. How do you look for the flaws and what are yours? Okay, so I have a little story really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so like I'm 23 and I like older guys because I just assume that they have like they're smarter and like better. You know, I want to be inspired, but that's wrong actually. Like most older guys are still like stupid mm-hmm. in my experience. <laughs> so like I was with this guy, I thought he was perfect. Um, and then he's like mad about something, someone parked their car like in his spot or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like bullied as a kid. So Uh-oh. he, so like he, he's like talking about it, whatever. And then he like goes downstairs to like check out the situation, he comes back up. He's like, 
you see, I took the mustard downstairs. He put ketchup and mustard all over the car. And I was like, this dude's like, he's like, he's like 40. That is bad. And I was like, what the f and when I was in high school, you know what someone did to me? They put ketchup and mustard all over my car. So, so now I you was remember. like, goodbye. Yeah. I haven't mm -hmm. talked to him since then. Like if only it so would have been mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> would have been That cool. would have been fine. No, I'm just kidding. But I was like, I can't believe like you think someone's perfect and then it's like a deal breaker. Like, mm -hmm. um, how you say you want to take someone out to see how they tip. Like if I go on five dates with you and then we go out and our meal's 50 bucks and you leave the waiter 50 cents, like I'm a waitress. So that is 100% mm, a deal breaker. Yeah. Mm. And that also, but it also goes to show like who you are. It's more about like, you know, having the money to tip. It's more about like understanding and appreciating like the service you got and like who are like, there's certain things that say a lot about a person. Like for example, those two things I just said. Yeah. Um, and those are complete deal breakers. But for me, I have flaws like I'm very jealous. Uh -oh. um, I'm very, what's it called, territorial. Um, Phone's on silent if there's anybody. What's, what's going on? That's not my phone. <laughs> oh, is that wise or no, Darren? But, um, oh, you bastards. Wow. But yeah, that's it. I think I'm just jealous. I'm a little territorial. But other than that, like um, I'm easy. And I, I like weed. So yeah, we've, <laughs> those are my three things. We've heard you say that. Uh, Cammy, how do you look for the flaws and what are your own? Okay, I see. How, how do I look for flaws? Well, like, I, I kind of agree with Leon. I don't really look for flaws. I mean, I don't think any of us really want to. That's not really cool perspective to go into it. I think you will show me over time who you are, and I just have to spend the time with you and do the things I genuinely like to do and see how you respond to that and mm -hmm. how we maybe, you know, come to agreements on things because I think that everyone's different. So you're coming yeah. into a scenario with somebody who lives life differently, thinks yeah. differently, and we just have to figure out how to do this together and if we ultimately want to do that together. Yeah. But I think that they'll show you over time, and my best thing is, just time will show because we, yeah. we will go to restaurants because we're going to have to eat. Mm -hmm. We will go, you know, and take little walks and talk and eventually you might say too much or, you know, say just the right thing. And so you'll catch it over time, I believe. Mm -hmm. nice. And I do think I'm flawed a bit too. You know, I have my moments. And, what are they? Hmm? You know. <laughs> what are they? Yeah. <laughs> she keeps trying to dance around this shit. What, <laughs> are, are, they? what are they? What are they? Piggyback off of some of the other girls. Y'all, actually, this is like a whole therapy session for mm -hmm. me right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, oh, my God, I think I'm that way, too. And, yeah, I am stubborn. So I guess we'll start with that. I tend to be a little stubborn. I think I'm getting better, though, because it's also a thing of I'm a big planner. So I'm mm. somebody who, like, I got my to-do list. I know what I want to do. We on vacation. Mm -hmm. We doing X, Y, and Z. So I, like, am weird about going off my list of to-dos. Ah. So I get stubborn because I want to do what I want to do. Like, yeah. nah, this is what we had planned, okay. you know? <laughs> so I think I'm getting better with being chill and just going with the flow. And nice. so um, also I tend to be a little extra like Sherelle. Uh -oh. hey. Hey. You know, I like to be jazzy and go out and do things. And, you know, sometimes it can be a little extra. And I'm a chatty patty, as you might you, be able to tell. I got to stop you right now. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Haley Alexis. So, yeah, there you go. You got to like to talk. Haley, what? Uh, hey. I'm going to go to you. Um, okay, so what I look for in men, I don't try to look because I no, have no, no, learned. No, 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 no. How do you find their flaws? Ooh, all and right, then well, what that changes it. Yeah. Okay. I don't look for that either because honestly, I try to like no. them for who they are. How hide. do you mm. find their You want to dig it out of me, huh? Yes. Mm, okay. Come on. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. That's an honest answer. Now, what are I your flaws? Probably that. Mm. <laughs> no, honestly, I think I do too much. Oh, what do I you mean? I was over here like, what? What? 
have men complained about. I do too much. I don't let them be a man. Hmm. Oh, I, I am the one that will want to pay for everything. I am the Ooh. one that wants to make them look more of a man. Ah. So I slide you my card to, get to them. You about to get hella DMs after this show. I'm DMing you right now. After the show. I'm trying to think about, you know, and that that's I do too much. Her name and is Haley Alexis uh, for the single fellas out there. We're about to go to break. We'll be right back with more Kicking It With Clayton.
we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the building in the place to be. This is Kicking It With Clayton. I'm your host, Clayton Thomas. Right here is on my left, we got my girl, Sherelle Patrice. To her hey, left, hey. we got Young Nay. To her left, we got Mr. Leon Ross. To his left, we got Maddie. We got Cammy. We got Haley Alexis, Engineer of the Year, Producer Extraordinaire. We got my man, Darren. And behind the ones and twos on the camera, we got Young Waz. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and I want to talk about something very special. We're talking about relationships right now. The question was posed, uh, actually, to talk about this. Go right ahead, Sherelle. Okay, so this is this is my question of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we're going to talk relationships, but we're going to talk about having relationships where people actually don't know you're in them. Where in mm. LA, I feel it's mm. a very big thing yeah. where yeah. you see, it could be males and females, but oh, I'm just going to speak. definitely women. Okay, I'm going to speak from mm-hmm. my perspective. Yeah. Um, but where I'll meet males, where I'll have no idea mm-hmm. they're in relationships. They may be married, they may be in long-term relationships, or it could be newer, but have no idea. Like, to the point where I'm like, I mean, he don't act like he's okay. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to open up that topic to the floor in terms of, like, that whole, wait a minute, you're dating someone you're married you've been with this person for two years and the fact that people will walk around acting and mm-hmm. looking single mm-hmm. when they are in fact are not let me ask you this so here's the first thing very interestingly about that are these situations before i pose this have these been situations where you've met men and you've asked them and they lied about it or you asked them and be like oh yeah you didn't know no, or it's like I you mean, find out and then you're like oh I didn't know. okay so i'll give you this for me and this has happened since I'll give it especially since uh, being on Instagram, like doing sketches and stuff. I meet so many women and you'll see them post these things, the ass out, you know, dancing or whatever, mm-hmm. something crazy. They with their girls in another city. I'm not talking about Miami. This is not sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're in another country doing something or, you know, you only see pictures of them and you don't see who's taking the picture. They don't tag the who's taking the picture. And you're like, who? Who, who's taking these pictures? Who got you out here when I know that the girl is broke or whatever the case? I'm like, how, how are you just out here? And then you find out. This is a perfect example. There's this young lady. Uh, she's an acquaintance. She's always in the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> In different places. <laughs> he said the Western the Hemisphere. hemisphere. I want to get to that point in life where we're just talking about the hemisphere. The <laughs> so she's always out there. And then I had to ask her one day. I was like, hey, um, what's up? Like, are you, uh, you, you got a man? Or are you paying for these trips yourself? And she was like, oh, yeah, I got a boyfriend. We've been together for six years. I'm like, yeah. I never see you post right. him. I don't see, you know, an engagement ring. I don't see you talk about, like, things that you have a relationship. And she was like, oh, yeah, because you know what I'm saying? I keep my uh, personal life personal. And yeah. I was like, okay. So I think in the sense of what you're saying, a lot of the cats that you might not have known, either they keep it personal or there's also the opportunity for them to be like, oh, no, I just ain't shit. That it could be it because I do also sometimes it could be keeping it personal, but sometimes mm-hmm. they're a little touchy feely, a little flirty, a little mm-hmm. a hug lingers yeah. longer the hug than go <laughs> goes a little too long, or you know, you, you know, first. there's a little, <laughs> back, a little bit like, can, can you let go of my arm? Please? That's the worst when you're in a hug <laughs> and you let go and other person still hugging. You're like, I don't know what to do, fam. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> go ahead, like, Nate. What are you about to say? I was gonna say, um, especially with social media, that's why you can't really just determine someone's life just mm-hmm. based on what they mm-hmm. post, yeah, because. Um, a lot of people wouldn't know that just last year I was in a serious relationship. Would not have known. You know, and I won't I won't post that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that... Like, you told me, but I wouldn't have known if I followed you. She right. ain't yeah. tell me. <clears throat> Go ahead. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Trying to get my ass... Okay, hey. so... But what Sherelle was saying, I think it's it's there's a big difference in just what, wanting to keep your life private. And yeah, I'm posting uh-huh. all these things I'm doing by myself, but I'm not necessarily... You know. And then it's another thing when you're like actually 
flirting and yeah. acting single and doing single things, yeah. then I will be shocked mm. if you tell me you're taken because mm -hmm. I can't I can't fault you for okay, well, yeah, I never knew you had a boyfriend or a mm -hmm. girlfriend, but at the same time, I mean I'm not you necessarily didn't insinuate that you weren't taken either. Right, 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 right. You know? Right. So yeah. I think there's a difference. Mm -hmm. You know? That makes sense. Cause no one could tell you that I've been pursuing anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, mm, that's fact. uh whether I had a you know I had a, a long distance thing, but what I'm saying is, is I never insinuated that I wanted to take things further than a friendship ever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Haley, I think there's you're a about difference. to say something. Go ahead, Haley. No, you pretty much summed it up. Like I don't think you have to show all that. Like mm -hmm. it's sometimes better to to hide what you personally what's what's dear to you because social media is just reckless. Yeah, I tend to agree because when I got in my relationship, I was really kind of nervous to start sharing it because then also, too, I'm like, oh, my tag and my man, are chicks just going to go click on him? Like, you know, like, and it is a thing where you're just opening up the possibilities for all kind of things that maybe you didn't necessarily want. But I don't want to say it's bad either because I think it's a part of just being proud of who you're with and being comfortable where you're at, too, and knowing that if you post them, whatever, like, you good. And if, if you don't have that, then uh -huh. you probably shouldn't be posting them or be with them, you know? But right. at the same time, I think that uh, relationships should have a, a nice bit of privacy to them because Absolutely. that keeps the element of what you guys need for one another. When you let the world get a little too into it, it gets a little tricky. It does. I'll give so, you this. In the beginning of my relationship, man, we've been dating for eight years. In the beginning of the relationship, I was like, yo, I don't want anybody to know about this because I don't want anybody to say anything disparagingly about me. I don't want anybody to say anything disparagingly about you. And then that influences how we are with each other instead of us just having our relationship and yeah. going on. And then successfully, it began to succeed. So then fast forward, now I'm in my relationship, never hit her, never not wore the ring and stuff like that. And I know other guys who are in relationships that will hide it. Like, they'll be like, oh yeah. Like, uh, hey, are you in a relationship? They'd be like, uh, hey, let me call you right back. <laughs> yeah, what are you cool. talking about? You're Ever right. take your ring off? No. Okay. I've never been yeah, there's a point of hiding and there's a point right. of being honest, you know? Like, yeah. you don't have to know I'm in a relationship, but once you do ask me and I'm honest with you, it's like you said, now how do you treat me? Mm -hmm. Because if you know that I'd have a man and then you all hugging extra tight and your hand yeah. extra low, mm -hmm. like, I just told you I got a man, boy, back up. So you here's know? the thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to not only bring this brother into this conversation, but I want to bring him and welcome him into the room. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a writer. He is an actor. He is one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen perform live. Wow. So funny, in mm -hmm. fact, that wow. Marcus King's punk ass came in for him <laughs> and not just to kick it on my show. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for David Arnold. Make some <laughs> How are you, man? What's up, dog? I'm sitting here looking at Clayton at the head of the table being all serious, talking about relationships. <laughs> and don't nobody want to post a picture of their man because I don't listen. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Talk to us, Dave. All, all this shit y'all talking about, I'm <laughs> telling you right now, if he yours or he ain't, she <laughs> yours or she not. Facts. Whether you post it, tag it, uh, retweet it, repost it, if she going to fuck somebody else, she going to do it. Ain't nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. And if he going to do it, ain't nothing you can do. You can hide him. You can not say nothing. You can do all the stuff you supposed to think that you're supposed to do to keep somebody where they... None of that shit is exactly. going to... Exactly. You seen his wife? Mm -hmm. You seen mm -hmm. it? You see them titties? <laughs> <laughs> Clean, Clean can't hide them titties. 
can't have nothing them. Nothing you can do. <laughs> Tangerine is fine. You understand? That's a fact. But he do what he got to do to keep her where she's supposed to be, and ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. She got that's her. That's my wife is fine. That's ain't a fact. You can His do. wife actually got cakes as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Y'all have a wife off over here. You have a wife off. We recognize. That's what it is. So Dave, let me hit you with this, man. So first of all, let me. Everybody, David Arnold. David mm-hmm. Arnold, this is Nay to your left, to your right. You got Sherelle, you got Leon, you got Maddie, you got Haley, Cammy. That's Darren, young wise behind the camera. So the question of the day, brother, right. are, you know, you married, but before yes. you guys got married, yes. what were some of your relationship non-negotiables, things that you had to have or that they could not do for you guys being in a relationship? I think they change as you get older. Mm. I think it depends on what age you at. When you young, like you 25 and below, you think it's all supposed to be about you. All mm-hmm. they all they happiness supposed to come from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if I don't complete you and make you happy, then that ain't right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then as you get older, it changes. Now, you know what I mean? Like when I was, I think I was single up until I was 33. Mm. And then, you know, up about like 30s, mm-hmm. I was like, you do what you want to do. Just <laughs> as long as you do what I need you to do. Exactly. And we together. So, you know and tell me about it. Be real. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, I try to have an open, real relationship with a girl. Uh-huh. She couldn't handle it. Mm, why could she handle it? Because she don't want the truth. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, truth is, the truth is, the truth is, you're not the only one that I'm gonna be breaking off right now. Breaking oh. off. <laughs> That's the truth. Okay, so what changed though? When you said around 33, yeah. you switched. well, I got married. Wait. At 33. Yeah, he got okay, married. Okay, you got married. Okay, at but 33. So then I it? started breaking people off quietly. No, I'm kidding. Live your best life. No, 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 I'm so when you married, when you yeah. met your wife, was it her that made you want to change, or were you just at an age where you wanted to change? Both. What was it? Both. Okay. It was mm. a combination of both. It was a combination because I've been dating a girl before that, and I stopped dating her so I could date my wife. Because mm. I, I knew I wasn't going to be with this girl like that. And I knew my wife up. had something to talk about. She right. had something to do. I like the fact that she had something to do. Mm. She Not wasn't just, just going, what, you, what we doing today? Yep. She didn't, like, she wasn't that. She mm. had something to do. So mm. that was attractive to me. You okay. know what I'm saying? So And, that, and that's how we ended up. You know, getting getting to where we are now, but yeah, it's, it, it changes. All this, I mean, all the, every. I think every negotiable change. Some people cool with you being with other people. Mm-hmm. Some people cool with you having a job. Some people cool with you making more money than they make. It's mm-hmm. so many things. It depends on what level of insecurity of a person you're dealing with. Facts. Now, That's what it is. Now, here's the thing, because I have number. so many things to talk to you about. This is crazy, man. Wow. First of all, you are a writer on Full House right now, Fuller which House. is, a, yes, touche. Yes. You yes. know exactly what the fuck I was talking about, baby. <laughs> well, Full was House like, was in the 90s. Right? <laughs> I was at home when Full House was out. <laughs> If I was a writer on that bitch, I would be 78 right now. That is a goddamn fact. Now, now here's the thing. Now, a lot of people don't know one of your first big writing jobs was Tyler Perry. Am I correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, tell me how this all came about. Because the transition from Black Men Revealed, Dave host in front of the camera, going straight to... got fired by that nigga right there. By Marcus King? That nigga fired me. Now, tell me how Marcus King fired you. Well, I mean, this was the bottom line. Because I love this show, by the way. (laughs) Black Men Revealed was a good show. Yeah. And I think that what it was is I think that they think that I didn't look like or represent what a black man should look like. Because I look... I'm light-skinned. I Mm -hmm. look... Some people see me and I look Latino. Ethnically and ambiguous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they think. <laughs> so, I mean, so they hired two dudes. They went, I guess, whatever. They thought they were on the radio, mm-hmm. and they thought that they were going to be better, mm-hmm. and they were not. They were not. Oh. And the show was not good. That's and then later on after, what was the guy's name that ran the show? What was his name? What was the dude? The executive producer, him and his wife. What's his name? The light-skinned nigga that fired me for being light-skinned. <laughs> 
he was a part of it. Which was, <laughs> that's even funny. Like it's so funny because I was this, exactly. I was I was hosting Chocolate Sundays at the time, uh-huh. and he came. This was maybe four years later, and he came up to me and told me, "Oh man, I'm you know I made it. It was a mistake. Yada yeah. yada yada." And I mean, it's fine. You know, it don't it it. All, and then that's gonna happen. You ain't been in this business unless you've been fired. And yeah. you know, saying so. I, after after doing that, then I, I you're right. I landed a job writing for Meet the Browns, mm-hmm. and I got that job because I was doing punch up on a show that Tony Rock had, and I met a guy named Anthony Hill who ended up landing the head writer job, and he pitched me for the show. And at this time, Facebook had just started, so it was 2008, and mm. I was doing these vlogs on Facebook called Life or Day, yes. where I was doing these rants. Yes. Which became popular really Immediately, quickly. Immediately, yeah. And they went on and saw those, mm-hmm. and because they saw those, then they called me, and I went out there and started writing, and that was the power of wow. social media yeah. even back then. Exactly, right? yeah, right yeah. out the gate. That was incredible. Yeah, it was, I wish I had kept on it, but yes, that's well. You know, I'll tell you why you didn't keep on it because the money start coming, Dave. And when is, the money starts true. coming, that's you're true. like, you know what? Do that's I really true. need to do some videos right, <laughs> right. now? I ain't got time I to do these videos. <laughs> I'm out of time. They just handed me a check for eighty thousand. I'm yep. about to go get. These bitches. No. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. So here's the here's one of the best things that I will add, man. You are one of the, and I'm not saying this because you're here. You're one of my favorite comedians to watch because you wow. are probably the only comedian that I'll watch and I'll get pissed off because I didn't think about that shit. I'm like, oh, that's great. Fuck, I should have thought it. I'm, so now, and I also had that's the pleasure. Hilarious. Of seeing the transition of David Arnold. What I mean is the transition of David Arnold. When I moved to LA, it's mm-hmm. 2007, David Arnold's oh, hosting yeah. Chocolate Sundays, Black mm-hmm. Mirror Revealed, you know what I mean? Yep. And around this time, you were still I Care Dave. You were performing with these hilarious oh, yeah. bits, but they were just funny because you weren't like, I don't give a fuck yet. You were just, right. all right, guys, okay, we're gonna keep the show going. And I remember a year <laughs> later, in the middle of 2008, David Arnold went on stage and he was a completely different person. Wow. And that's when you were the I don't give a fuck. Yep. I am going to tell it. you what I think, how I feel. And from that point, <laughs> the rocket took off. What inspired that transition? Uh, honestly, it was a combination of the vlogs that I started doing. Mm-hmm. Where I, that's where I, that really helped me start finding my voice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I started saying what I thought and I didn't care what people thought. Mm-hmm. And I saw the people, the the people on the line reacting to it. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that. Then me and my wife we were going through a thing where we were like, relationship wasn't good. We were probably going to, we were headed towards divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just was in a different space. Yeah. And I just started like going, and you know, you just get to a point as a comedian, your job is to try to find what your voice is and who you yeah. are and what you think and not worry about what other people think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that takes that, that, that takes a bit of time and a transition to get there. And literally that period that you, it's, I'm pretty shocked that you say that cause that's dead on yeah. when it happened. I've been paying attention, bro. And it literally, <laughs> yeah. And it literally changed. And from yeah. that, when it changed, everything changed. Oh, mm-hmm. Wow. Like I could feel all of it change. You know what I'm saying? That's after I did, I did my next special after that. And then all the writing and all the other shit that I started to do, it was all, you know, it just kept escalating from there. So yeah, that that's definitely it was just being comfortable with who I am. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, man, you did not always just do stand up. You started in a medical field. So <laughs> while you, you been, been doing, what have you been reading? Hey, brother, <laughs> I, I'm a fan, man. He went on your Wikipedia. I know. And these are, are, these are, these are, these are, I, I swear to God, these We're are all moments all that I sat yesterday and I said, wow. "Oh man, we got David Arnold. These wow. are the things that I want to know." And I wow. already knew, you know, the the surface stuff. And I'm like, yes. oh, yeah. So you had yeah. this medical job while you were still in entertainment. What was yeah, the I thing? was a nurse. 
What was the thing that made you stop being a nurse? I started making money. Full-time? I thought Arvin was a good job. That's I didn't want to do that shit no more. <laughs> Like, am I going to take this little $1,000 a week being a nurse or I'm getting the fuck out of here and make some money? That's literally what, I mean, I was in, I worked full time. I was in the military mm-hmm. and I was a medic. Then I got my nursing degree. And if I would have stayed in the military, I had to go back as an officer. Mm. And I wasn't interested in that. I wanted to be a comedian. Yes. So I left and I started touring. Mm-hmm. And make it like literally I was living in my car for two years what? and then yeah wow. with a nursing degree wow because I wanted to do stand up mm-hmm. a hard decision or were you just like this is the easiest decision I ever made in my life oh, wow. because that's what I want to do because mm-hmm. I was happy I would get after the shows I would get $80 mm-hmm. and I would be so excited that somebody gave me a hotel room and $80 to hear me tell jokes yep Amen. you know what I mean the so passion. like that was that was my thing and I and my mother everybody was like why don't you just go get a job you know and I didn't want to do that mm-hmm. I didn't want to I didn't I didn't want to do that, and I that's and then when I moved to L.A., then I got a job working for a temp agency when I wanted to, mm-hmm. and then I landed a job working uh, ran, running a family practice clinic in Culver City, which I did for five years mm-hmm. while I was here working. So I worked during the day, and it was the job. It was when I landed Black Men Revealed is when I quit my job. Wow. And then they fired me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bastards. Exactly. Here's the beautiful thing, though. Yes. Well, first, I will say, uh, Nay and Sherelle noticed that he said he had his degree and he was living in his car, which meant that he did not have a house, but he had ghosts and he had work You know what? I anyway. knew this was coming. <laughs> what? I knew it. Well, what I will boy, say, Sherelle, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm do you want sorry, to be part Sherelle. of this conversation? That's, that's who you are? Wait. Sherelle, I'm so sorry. I don't have time to hear a response. We got to get back to David. Uh, so as we, but David, if you would like to offer your opinion on uh, okay, what, 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 what was the what was the talk? What was okay? What was the talk? What did I? What okay, did I, so we had a. Th- this has been an ongoing conversation between because mm-hmm, Sherelle and ain't shit. Okay. First of all, first of all, let's correct our language. Okay, so it's an ongoing conversation about basically being with a man that's kind of on the come up or trying to make it happen. And as a woman, kind of just being like, is that something you're open to? And this could be reversed and whatnot, but typically you kind of see females in this. So wanting to go for a man that's already successful or already has it, or maybe not quite there, but more so than someone that's struggling and in the struggle. And so we were just having a conversation about that. You got a great... Radio voice. I told you. And thank you're fine you. too, but your radio voice is fantastic. <laughs> radio well, voice thank is crazy. You. I stopped listening to what she was saying. I was like, <laughs> 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 voice is incredible. All right, go ahead. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. I hear her dropping the words. Here. Go ahead. So, what are your thoughts on that? Because obviously, you now we can see the success and we can take you from someone who quit the job where you were very well. Thank you for your service, first and foremost. Yes, yes. But you took a place. I was drunk most of the time. But you took your position as Mm -hmm. a a nurse, which is obviously a very qualified position, left it to sit and sleep in your car to get $80 a night. But I didn't have no girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I didn't have no girlfriend. I wasn't trying to date no girl. I didn't Mm -hmm. care about no girl. Mm -hmm. Like at that time, that was not my focus. Mm -hmm. Now, had I met somebody, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't have had to deal with that, 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 that challenge there. But I will say this, when I met my wife, Mm -hmm. I was I was still, you know, I was just, I was a nurse. I had a one-bedroom apartment in Culver City. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be a comedian. I was, like, not, I was not anywhere. Like, I wasn't a regular, I don't think I was, a, maybe I was a regular at the comedy store. Maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. But I, by no means was I, like, in my career as mm-hmm. I am now. And I remember um, when I took her out, the first time I took her out, and I've dated plenty of women out here during that time. Mm-hmm. I took the first place I took her to dinner. I said, "I'm gonna take you to dinner." And she said, "Okay." And she, I met her. I picked her up, and she's like, "Where are we going?" I said, "We're going to Sizzler." No. 
She was dressed. My wife is fucking beautiful, right? She's very successful. She's a very successful Broadway dancer. So she she's dated some very well-to-do people. We went to Sizzler. I, I did it on purpose because I wanted to see how oh, she would yep. react. Yep. Test. Because I've been to I've been to Mr. Childs. I've been to all mm -hmm. I've done all that mm -hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? I've done that with other women and then seeing it, I've blown through two hundred, three hundred dollars on dinner mm -hmm. and then it's gone the next day because she I don't know, you know. Yep. So I went there and spent nineteen ninety five. Solid. We had the buffet, unlimited. Okay. Right, all them wings. That's a solid Sizzler deal. Sizzler low-key is popping. When cute. I used to go to Sizzler as a kid, it was, it was a good look. So it, this, this is what was dope about it. We sat there and talked for four and a half hours. Yes. Mm. Yes. It was the best meal that we ever had. What? It was the best. And I, it was from then when I went, you know what? This this right here? Yep. Because mm -hmm. this ain't Hollywood. Right. Right. And I could deal with And now we go to Mr. Childs and mm -hmm. we go to all the, any place you want to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You understand? But it, because I, she didn't see, like you said, the come up thing. She yeah. saw whatever she saw in me. Mm -hmm. And it's a work ethic. And I think mm. that you can be with somebody if they on the come up. But people on the come up have things that they do that they on the come up. Yes. See, a lot of women say, oh, I'm with a man. He, he doing this. He about to do that. That nigga sleeping. It's 1230. Yeah. Ain't no hustle coming from nobody yeah. who sleep at 1230. Oh, yeah. amen. Yeah. There's certain characteristic. You know, no, unless, you get your ass up, Clayton Thomas. Clayton's like, but, but I, I, 12, 12, 12, 29, 12, 29. You know, I take naps sometimes. No, I, kids, said, I take naps sometimes during the day because I got a kid. You got a five year old. Five o'clock. Ain't that the best time of the day? When he go, when he take naps, I take naps. But that's a whole different reason, though. Oh, yeah. I feel you, though. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of women say that. They they would have do and he on the come up and they supporting him. Mm -hmm. But if you really look at what he or she doing, he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going mm -hmm. nowhere. Yes. You making an excuse for that because you in some stuff that yeah. you know. So right. I think you got to right. pick. I think it, and it's the age too. How long you got to wait? Mm -hmm. Twenty three year old mm -hmm. can watch somebody come up longer That's than awesome. a thirty two year old. Wow. Thank you. But no, no. Thank and here's you. the thing. Let Thank me tell you, you about I'm both so of them. I'm so happy you're here today, David Arnold. I'm so happy. Both of these girls are thirty years old, which means that means they they got people's ages out on the radio. I'm thirty two. She said she was 30. She said it earlier at the beginning. Oh, you I, said I'm 30. I, I, yeah. You're fresh out the box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> what I'm saying is, by them being 30 years I old, love this show. they have nothing but time. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say that. Well, they no, no, no. You have hear nothing but bullshit right, in your 20s. Hear me out, ladies. Y'all already, God damn. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> now, I have a friend. At the time, she was 27, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, she's... 36, okay? At 27, she changed her whole mentality and was like, oh no, I need to be married because I'm about, I'm trying to have this kid. And I'm like, yo, she was a comedian. Different. I'm like, yo, relax. You know what I'm saying? You got time. Your clock ain't slowing down no time soon. If old ass Bridget Neeson can have a damn that kid at 50 or 60, so, like you're wow. good. And then she's like, no, because you know, a woman's clock is different. I'm like, I hear all of that. But what right. you don't want to do is rush into a scenario just to say you have a marriage That's and true. you have a kid. Let it just come natural and let it be right. Stop being in such a rush because of the age and be happy. Work on the happiness and you'll be solid. Yeah. So when I tell you two ladies, you have your beautiful ladies, your talents, that you have nothing but time. And I guarantee you, you're going to run into a guy who's trying to snatch the condom off. And you'll be like, is it on? he be like, yeah. Snatch the condom I'm off. I'm telling you, what you're good. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, what a condom is gone. Just, uh, I, I, I love <laughs> so David, question for you, because I see your ring still on. Yeah. So did everything. Still. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said you you were no, you were headed towards a divorce. So no, I that was, was years ago. Oh, that was that was that was right. in So I was gonna ask, mm -hmm. what was the change that helped you guys get realigned and uh, make we, it work? We decided to get a divorce. 
and we started working towards getting a divorce. Okay. And it was, and we got serious. We both of us started doing whatever we needed to do to get ready to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And it was the doing that we needed to do to get ready to get out of here. We became the people that we fell in love with in the first place. Amen. That's incredible. First of all, how, wait, now hold on now. Shit. That's you what telling me. <laughs> That y'all went through the process yes. to get this divorce. We was There's ready. Paperwork involved. We in was ready. Yes. And with that, we start. People start getting in shape. People started getting. Oh. People started getting. That's what does. Y'all got that revenge body. These, I started doing push-ups for these bitches out here. <laughs> and this bitch is about to get all of this. <laughs> but I wanted to know that because how many times do people just end up with a divorce and to hear a success story come mm-hmm. out of that I think yeah. I want to know how we, far along would you I mean the paperwork was already in action well no we didn't get paperwork okay, but okay. we were like we were literally like this is it we were we oh, we, we, gotcha. were, we had we had emotionally decided it was over I mean like literally that that's the bit that I do I, I've done on stage called Divorce Save My Marriage which is a TV show that I had last mm-hmm. year and that was the show that the show was written and in, in, in based off of that that entire experience mm-hmm. about what we went through but I mean, literally, what happened was we just started getting real. Like when you realize the relationship is over, you stop being what you think everybody in the relationship wants you to be. Yeah. Because everybody doing what you think the other you want the other person mm. to do, so they happy and they don't feel this way. Mm-hmm. As soon as we stopped doing that and we started being real, it just it got uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then it got real. And now, like, people be around us and be uncomfortable sometimes because we be <laughs> arguing. Did you guys have kids? Yeah, we got two kids. We got eleven. Did you guys have the, kids then? Yeah, my kids were. Uh, two and four then mm. maybe wow. they're 11 See, and 13 that, that now that's incredible awesome. yeah mm. yeah they find listen they're it it, it it marriage ain't for the week right no it ain't for the week it ain't for relationships and all these little oh i'm gonna tag him on my picture all that yep. bullshit no nobody care about none of that nobody real relationship when you get down to the fire yeah. oh my god it's yeah. it ain't it ain't no how long you been married uh Four, it'll be five years in May. Oh yeah, see, you yeah. just getting to the point where it's about you about to start feeling it. Well, about seven years. <laughs> We've been together for eight, so I feel like I, I understand. Everybody shit. say that. Everybody, I, me and Ron G had this argument all the time. He engaged. Ron G so excited that yeah. he engaged with his little church stories. I'm like, listen, tell you something, Ron G. Don't nobody want to hear your little testimonies, yeah. and you ain't been married for ten minutes. You understand? Yeah. Like, and it don't mean that it ain't gonna be good. It ain't gonna be successful. Mm-hmm. You just when you've been in it, you just know. That, that the fire is coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, can you get through the fire? Yeah. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think a lot of couples psych themselves out early in a relationship, whether they're just dating, whether they're just boyfriend, girlfriend, or they're engaged. A lot of people don't like facing hearing about themselves when you show somebody a oh, mirror yeah. nah. they hate that shit i don't want to see myself at all you get what I'm <laughs> so not none when you show that mirror they're then like oh no i'm out of this i'm i'm done right, right? right. the true testament of a relationship whether it be marriage or a regular relationship is you going into it saying you know what no matter what mm-hmm. i'm not quitting this shit there yeah. have been times right. where you want to get out or yeah. they want to get out and y'all both hold each other in there and right. it gets better all of the time. I can uh, promise uh, you that. Absolutely. And sometimes yeah. it don't. Sometimes you need to go. That's that is also true. Sometimes it's over. Yeah. Sometimes you just did all you can do. We got all we could get out of this. <laughs> you did all you can do. I need you to I'm, No, no, you don't leave. I'm going to get my shit. <laughs> you can have all this and I, Feel free to stay. Yeah, right, you're, you're, <laughs> it's okay. The movers will be you here. Stay right too. here. Don't, no, 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 no. You ain't got to get up. You ain't been getting up, so don't get up now. So tell me this. <laughs> we talk about comedy, man. You just shot your one-hour special. Yeah. Tell me more about it in your hometown, dude. I did. I shot it in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, it was dope. Yes. Um, I shot it in. Uh, well, you know what? 
I shot it in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, I, I produced it. My, my, Kevin Hart is executive producer of it. Mm -hmm. I put the team together and did. I did it with a, all Cleveland film crew, and I did what? everything because I was supposed to do it here in Los Angeles with a production company here in LA. Mm -hmm. And they, we, all of this happened when I was in production for my own TV show. When yeah. you got your own TV show coming, everybody wants to do everything mm -hmm. with you. Then when uh, they canceled my show, uh, then everybody who was doing all the ancillary things around me, then they started to slowly tip oh. away. And so the production company went from, oh, we're going to go to Cleveland to film your special to we're going to do it one night on a Thursday in Glendale. Mm -hmm. And I went, I'm not I'm not doing it in Glendale yeah. on a Thursday night. And he was like, well, then if you don't do it, then we then you don't. He said, if you don't want to take Thursday, then you don't do it. And I told my agent to tell them, you tell them they don't do it. Yeah. I do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So Amen. I went and I put this stuff together myself and we shot two shows in Cleveland. Um, and it was, we reset the whole world. We did it at the improv. It's like mm. 350 seat room. It's beautiful. I'm literally just got finished doing the edits. It's very funny. We're going to Netflix with it. Congratulations. And so I'm, I'm so excited about it. And, you know, it all comes from just that resilience of continuing to find a way to just, when people tell you no, you just keep finding a way around them yeah. to keep doing whatever it is that you want to do. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be out in March, and I'm looking forward to watching everybody get a chance to see this because this, so, this shit is funny. I'm it's very glad. Funny. First of all, congratulations. Thanks, you man. deserve all of this, man. When it drops, I am so interested to see how your life is going to change because <laughs> you've always been hilarious. You've always been a hard worker. But the only thing that you ever missed was the notoriety right. and the fame from it. That's, so when people get a chance to that. see this, oh, he did a movie. <laughs> I think it was uh, something like a business oh, where wow. you were playing Terrence wow. Howard. I'm a that. fucking fan, David Arnold. <laughs> God damn. David Arnold. He knows what you ate for breakfast. Just so <laughs> damn. David Arnold did. did that movie, and it was so funny. Now, you know what's funny about that movie? I was not supposed to be in that movie. What? Hold on. Before you tell me that, we got a caller. Caller. Right, we got a caller online. You're kicking it with Clayton. Who am I talking to? This is Bo from the D. How you doing, Clayton? Hey, Bo from the D. How you feeling now? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. Good. So let me ask you the question of the day. What are your not huh? Go ahead. What are your non-negotiables in a relationship? Things that your mate must do. Uh be a provider. Okay. Uh, must be a tenor. Okay, must be a tenor. Uh, must know God for themselves. Must know God for himself, okay. You know, can't be stingy by no means necessary. Uh-huh. Uh, that'll do for now. I, that's, I, that's, that's plenty, Bo. Uh, all right, we appreciate that, Bo. Thank you so much for calling in from the D. You're my favorite caller. Well, all right, now, y'all keep doing what you're doing. All right, take care now, Bo. Uh, uh, so, David, mm -hmm. as you're saying, you weren't, well, I got to get back to that in a second because we got to take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. we'll be right back with more Kicking It with Clayton. Woo. Boom. What's the number? Two.
Somebody come get us, she dancing like a stripper. Somebody come get us, she dancing like a stripper. Somebody come tip her, she dancing like a stripper. Somebody come get us. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back kicking it with Clayton. You're kicking it with Clayton. Clayton. You're kicking it with Clayton. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a caller. Caller, who am I talking to? You kicking it with Clayton. This is Sierra. Hey, what's up, Sierra? How you doing now? I'm doing great. Good. How are you? I- I'm doing pretty good. So now let me ask you the question <laughs> of the day. What are your non-negotiables in a relationship? Things your mate must do or must not do? Um, uh, You know, my, a good friend of mine told me it comes down to one thing when you're dealing with a man, and that's how he treats you. And so as long as he treats me with love and respect, uh, that's probably the most important thing to me. Oh, that oh, is very beautiful. sweet. That I appreciate that. And thank you so much for calling, Sierra. Well, can I say hi to David? Hey, Absolutely. how you doing? I'm doing good. I, I was at your show at the Savoy a oh. couple uh, weeks ago. Oh, okay. And as always, you did great. Oh, I thank you. You played that card game yet, though. If I did what? Played the meme game. Oh, yes, I did. You know what? I got, I'm got. i going to do it on my show. I'm going to oh, do it on awesome. my show. You know what? I'll, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll do it next Wednesday where we're on 11 to 1. And and when we All do right, it, that'll be great. That'll be. I'll, I'll shout you out then. Sounds good. Thank Keep you for saying hello. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. Right. Quit trying to fuck, Sierra. Thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> we got another caller. You're kicking it with Clayton. Who am I talking to? Hi. Hey. Uh-oh. Hey. hey. <laughs> who's this? What am I talking to? I say, who's this? Who am I talking to? <laughs> oh. That's what she we got. said, new phone, shot. I know who that <laughs> was. So, David, like you were saying, you weren't even yeah. supposed to do the movie, something like that. Oh, business. no, I was not supposed to do the movie. I went there with Kim Whitley, mm-hmm. and I just went to hang out. And the person who was supposed to do the role didn't show up. What? They booked something else. Mm. And then Kim was like, you should let David do it. The producers talked for like two hours. Oh, they my God. tried to call like five other people. Oh, my God. Because they didn't want me to do it. Wow. They, I literally, this is how cold this business is. And you yeah. gotta, This is where you got to take your feelings out of the business. I yeah. sat there and watched them call five other people <laughs> to say yeah we got this road now we got somebody but we don't want this nigga and you're like literally in my face and i just sat there and let him do it and then i ended up doing the role mm-hmm. and it came Killing out it. as it did and i think when it screened i wasn't there at the screening but yeah. i remember started getting calls from people Ooh. in the theater they were like, dude, you were the best thing in you that were movie. The best thing yeah. in and I was movie. like, wow. And I was never supposed to be in that movie. That man I did me... that I did that part God. in that day and I left. David, that no preparation. That I just was put so on the wig funny, and did it. Man. Thank you, man. Oh my God. <laughs> and to know that you were we got another caller. Caller, you're kicking it with Clayton. Who am I talking to? Hello. Caller, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I talking to? This is Brianna. Hey, Brianna, I know you heard me the first time. Question of the day <laughs> is what are your non-negotiables in a relationship? Things that they must do or must not do? Must do. You got to have a job. You got to have some type of income. Uh, and don't, you can't be nasty. 
You gotta know how to wash your ass to clean up. Okay, well, seems like nice. you had some bad experiences. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for calling. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so shout out to David. Hey, baby, David. how are you? How you doing? All righty. Good. All righty. This Good. is bullheaded Bree. Okay. This is who? Bullheaded Bree. Okay. I got all live just to call you. Oh, oh, that's, that's great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right, you have a good one. All right, girl. All right, bye. All right, so now we're talking about uh, projects, man. What yeah. are some projects that you have done that you wish you did not do? <laughs> um, you know what? When you ask me that now, I look back and I go, not many, because sometimes you got to do stuff that you wish you didn't do yeah. in order to know that I shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, so I can't say that there are any projects that I did that I wish I had not done. There's things that I've done that I wish had turned out differently, mm. but not stuff that I wish that I had not done. Because you need to, you need to have failures in order to know how to create wins. Facts. Facts. You see what Facts. I'm saying? So yeah. I, all the stuff that I, that have that has went south and the things that have not turned out have all been for the better because of the way I've dealt with them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that. I think that's the short term. What's up, man? That's the short-term answer to that. We got comedy. We talk comedy a lot, especially on this show, man. As a comedian, who are some of your influences that have helped you along in comedy? Helped me, like, in like in my career? Absolutely. Because we know, you know, everybody's like, man, Richard Pryor. Are Nobody you serious? Nobody helped me do shit. No. Nobody's helped. Like, like, honestly, I mean, there's people who are my friends, yeah. but ain't nobody. I mean, there's people who give me a job and right. people. But, like, help me? Nobody. Mm. No, but I don't, I'm not gonna give nobody credit for helping me. Anything I got is I I earned it. Yes. Just because yeah. if they gave me a job, it was because I was funny and I could do it. Mm -hmm. Not because oh I like David or I did. I've, I mean that ain't that ain't this. I think the sooner you realize that this business is not about friendship and not it's about business and people. You can have you when you get a TV show like your mm -hmm. show that you own. When you when you all the people that came to you, mm -hmm. some of them people ain't good. Yeah. And you can't fuck with them. Can't fuck with because you when when the stakes at you know so and nobody's given you anything. Yeah. Anything Clayton got and anybody at this table, anything you got, nobody gave you, the only people giving you something is your parents. Yeah, that's, facts. That's it. Everybody, everything else you got, you're going to pay somehow. So who, nobody's given me anything. I mean, people have influenced me to go, oh, I want to be a better comedian. Mm -hmm. I mean, D.O. Hughley, when I saw him doing stand-up when I was in the military, was the first person that made me go, oh, I think this is something I can touch. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I can touch this. When I saw Eddie Murphy do Delirious when I was yeah. a kid, that was out of reach. I yeah, was a yeah. little kid in middle school mm -hmm. in Cleveland, Ohio. You don't get inside the TV yeah. from Cleveland, Ohio yeah. in middle school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like I, when I was grown and in the Navy and I saw DL, I went, oh, mm -hmm. wait a minute. I think I can, you know, like so. And then you meet people out here. You know, Chris Spencer is a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Chris and I have, you know, we have a friendship. He's getting, I got a job through him from Real Husbands of Hollywood, mm -hmm. but he couldn't give me a job had I not been good at what yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were know? the best for that job. So yes. you earned your exactly. right. It wasn't a hand that I was like, it, I'm, I'm exactly. the person for this job. Right. And I think that's why I probably do help people like in my class and the things that I've done is mm -hmm. because I know when I when I moved to LA I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I had two trash bags of clothes, a car and three addresses, which wow. was the comedy store, the improv and the laugh factory. I did not know <laughs> one single friend, not mm -hmm. nobody. You know what I'm saying? And I literally walked up to the club and was like, I just need to know how I get on, how I get my name on the wall mm. here at the, at the comedy store. That's all I wanted. That's huge. That's all I wanted was my name to be on that wall forever. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And when I got it, I was like, this is, nobody 
told me, hey, you shouldn't be spending time doing this. Yeah. I spent a lot of time doing shit that I should not have been doing because mm -hmm. I didn't know how the business worked. And yeah. I didn't have a, nobody was telling me nothing. So nobody I was just doing you. what I thought I should do. You Trial know? and error. It's yeah. like, it's so unfortunate, man. Like I look at, I've been out here since 07. And I look mm -hmm. at the time that it took me to, I've always worked, but consistently mm -hmm. worked. Right. And I'm like, man, I didn't know this and I didn't know that. Yes. And I always asked questions, but there are some questions you just don't know. Like you don't, you don't know, know to what ask. you don't know. Yeah. Yes. And once you figure it out, Here's the the interesting dichotomy of that man is you you find things out and then you say to yourself I want to help save somebody the steps that it took me. That's exactly and when right. you do that, you run into a fork in the road. You mm. either get the per you always want to run into you, which right. means the person oh, yeah. that's going to appreciate this shit, yeah. they're going to be so grateful, <laughs> they're going to say thank you and right. you know they're going to go succeed and right. help somebody else. And then you got the person that does not appreciate the knowledge that you just gave them. You oh, like absolutely. you don't realize I saved you years. Yes. No. And then it makes you be like, oh, do I even want to help anybody else? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And, so, you, and you, that's why you can't do. That's why you can't do nothing for nobody with expectations. You got to do uh, it and give it to them, and then just keep it moving. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't give nobody. Well. Yeah, it is. It's a harder. Mm. You can't change nobody. You can only change how you how you react to what everybody else is putting out. I get man. This is oh, you're gonna love this because I know you've done something similar. So. Uh, <laughs> comedian comes out from my hometown. They're like, "Yeah, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get up somewhere." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, man, you know, can you act?" They're like, "Yeah, I can act." I'm like, "Oh, I'll do you one better. Come on the set of my TV show. Right. I get you, get some money as a background extra. You right. meet some people. Right. You'll be able to audition, whatever. And then I say, and I'll hit up a couple of spots that I know that they'll put you on stage. You get a chance to meet people. Like I'm right. saving him years and months of effort." Now that's Goes a hand do now. That's actually yeah. like, here, I'm... Yeah, I'm really trying to because this person was so funny. And uh, I get a call one night and they're like, hey, uh, you know, uh, hey, you know, can you get me up at the improv tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm not there, but just holler at Spike. You know, you can use my name if you want, which I never tell people they can do. So I mm -hmm. told him he could use my name. And he's like, oh, man, I'm trying to go up tonight, man. You ain't got no <laughs> juice. And I say, what? Exactly. No juice? <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, I have to be more selective of who, who you I try am. to help. Yeah, That's so man. rude yeah. to even just say. Hey, let me tell you something. I've heard it all. People are just unappreciative and ungrateful in the city. That's right. Mm -hmm. And they and oh, and they also entitled. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yes. Give yeah. me now. I know this has happened to you, Dave. But I don't know. Who have you helped that you you ain't gotta say no name because I don't want you to say no name even though I know you would. Uh, <laughs> who are some of the people that you helped that you'd be like this motherfucker? Oh. Who have I helped that I felt like, mm, I don't feel like nobody has really done that. That's good. Because I, 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 like, the people that I've helped have been, have been cool and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. hey, they've never been straight out assholes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I've been fortunate. First of all, I don't extend myself to a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people have not gotten a piece of me. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, all my friends that were my friends before, like, Tiffany Hannah is a good friend of mine. You know, when she took it in the face last week or a week before. First of all, that was an interesting term. Well, she took it in the face. <laughs> Tiffany knows she took it in the face. When, uh, she, when she called me, I was like, you're a real friend. You can I'm say a that. friend. Yeah. She know I'm a friend. Because I mean, I'm like, bitch, you took it in the face. Now, which, you know, the difference is everybody saw it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I call her. She, Tiffany picked up the phone and called me Kevin Hart. We've been friends before Kevin Hart was Kevin mm -hmm. Hart. We still friends. Everybody that I that I consider to be somebody I can, you know, talk to. Now, the people in my we the people in my class who have done well who mm -hmm. took my stand up class like James Davis took my stand up mm -hmm. class and he's doing well now James is you know James is not 
James ain't no different than he was before. Mm -hmm. James always been a little egotistical. <laughs> he always James know he egotistical. He got, I'm egotistical. You know what I'm saying? James, I mean, but he always been, he's always been that dude. Yes. He ain't changed. He ain't no more of an asshole than he was since he started mm -hmm. to get this little shine. Nobody, mm -hmm. there's a friend of mine, her name is Ambria Allen, who's, yeah. who's who took my class. She's doing really well. She's incredibly she's, hilarious. She's very funny. And we went, her and I went through a similar thing of, you know, having conversations about the work and what you got to do and yeah. all that. And she took it and, and did it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I haven't met anybody who's like completely acted like they didn't know me or acted. They were, That's most big. people like that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like most people, I mean, I've seen the arrogance, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know, it don't, that shit don't bother me. That's like, you know, my shit is always, I can't front on the people who have been there for me before my ego took control. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, for example, you can never front on your mama. No. Like, your mama be like, she's never before. Exactly. Yeah. So, for me, if right. I walk into somewhere with my bravado and I walk into, right. a good example is uh, Jeru Tillman. Jeru right. Tillman is somebody who hired me when nobody would touch me in this city. Right. You know what I mean? When my yes. name was just dirt. Yes. And I, every time, I can, I remember this happening. I walked into the comedy spot one night, dope ass watch, outfit crazy. I walk in, yo, CT, what's up? Jeru came, I took my glasses off. I was like, hey, what's up, Drew? How's everything going, yes. man? Because you that's, know. you know what I mean? Yes. So you don't lose that realness. Now, when we talk about comedy, man, who are some of the people that you feel are your top five? Who's your Mount Olympus of comedy, wow. of today's comedy? Don't give me the guys that started before you. Today's comedy. Oh, today's. Who's your Mount Olympus? Hmm. Uh, what'd you say? I thought you said something. Uh, who's my today <laughs> top five comedians? Yep. Uh, today. Chappelle. Mm. I like Chappelle. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Roberts. Okay. I like Tony Roberts. I like um mm, I like Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. I'm a huge Jerry Seinfeld fan. Yeah. Um hmm. Like I'm, 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 He's like, I'm, what about I'm it? running names through my head. You know, it's like certain things. Like like when I talk about being in the moment. Yeah. And being in like in Chris Spencer, nobody's better than Chris Spencer at that. That's to dope. me, nobody is better than Chris Spencer in the unscripted moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is one of the that's one of the funniest dudes uh, I've seen. Um, he has so much celebrity in comedy. Like he's Chris the is first. a bigger celebrity than he is a comedian. Man, it's it's yeah, I've is, never yeah. seen anything yeah. like this because he's the mayor of Hollywood. He's, the he's mayor. been here. Chris grew up here, so Man. he's been. He went to school here, so he's been here from the beginning. He knows this. Chris knows this business. Yeah. He know he knows show business. He mm -hmm. knows how to stay relevant and stay near the things that are relevant. He's very good at doing that, and he's very funny. In the like, it like when it comes to being in the moment, like right now, this motherfucker would be murdering. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Chris is that's like Chris is that person. I'm trying to think. That's I'm trying to think. It's I'm hard pressed. I always want you to leave the first, the last person off because then nobody can get mad that you didn't mention their name. That's my claim to fame. Really? That's like, hilarious. Yo, who's the top five? Like this person, that person, this you person. I'm gonna leave it blank. Right, right. So I always got room for one more. Uh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't. Uh, I think when you start pulling the strings yourself, it becomes harder and harder to. Oh yeah. You know, because there are people that you can name. You could go Chris Rock and I, I you know. But mm -hmm. I think I got to be honest. Like the people who make me, like you said, when I watch them and I go. Damn, man. Mm -hmm. It's not very many people that do that for me. You're the only, I'm telling I'm not saying this because you're here. You're the only comedian that goes on stage and I watch them perform and I was like, I should have, what compliment. am I doing? That's I'm the not best thinking of that. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you're talking about because uh, I know that feeling when man. you're watching somebody and you go, God damn, how did I what not What is your next it? show? Because now I want to oh, like sit and like, I'm like, I want to I want to oh, yeah. experience this. Uh, uh, I'm, well, let me see. Tonight I'm actually, I'm just going to this place that I went one time. Mm -hmm. It's called, what is it called? It's called the 
Something tavern, Sycamore Tavern. Oh, Sycamore, yeah. I, I went there one time mm-hmm. to work out. I'm gonna go there and work out tonight at ten o'clock. I never. I, it feels like New York. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Laugh fact. I'll be at the Laugh Factory next week. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm probably gonna stop by the Comedy Union, but I'm leaving to go to Oakland. I'll be at uh, Tommy T's in Oakland. Oaktown. But when I, but if you follow me when I'm, when I put my stuff, I okay. perform like six times a week when I'm in town. I will mm-hmm. You know, she remind me of Kiki Hayes. I can Hayes. see you know that. Kiki? You know Kiki. Do you know Kiki? Did you love Haynes? me? <laughs> Are you right? No. <laughs> no. Very much. If you, if you, if you, you see, if you look her, hook up Kiki Haynes and you'll see her. Okay. Sure, you were doing stand-up. Why did you stop doing stand-up? That's I'll how I met you. Is that how we yes, met? We met at the comedy store in the belly room years ago. Wow. You're right. But and we got in our first argument three days later. Keep That's going. <laughs> first of many. I probably stopped because of job stuff. Mm. I've always had a corporate job, and sometimes it's been my excuse. And sometimes it's a real excuse, but now I finally got to the point where I was like, nah, I'm not going to make this my priority. I'm going right. to make this my back burner. Mm. Um, but then I actually end up shifting to improv and musical improv. So yeah. I still do comedy. I've just shifted in from necessary. Space. Yeah, in a different space. Man, I was like, man, because you know what? the interesting thing about stand-up is you'll meet so many uh, men and women, but so many women who are so attractive that you'll be like, I, I hope they stay in it because a lot of times they get in and they jump out. Okay, now that you say this, let me tell you, yeah. this is, this is, <laughs> this is remind me of Clayton, okay? This is what I liked about Clayton. I remember the first time that I talked to Clayton. Clayton told me about the first time, I think this was you that said this to me. You said that the first time you saw me, I was at the Comedy Union. Mm-hmm. Was this you that said you saw me? I had on a, a jacket, a blazer, or something. Was that you? Keep going. He said, "I saw David at the first time. I saw you was in the comedy union. You had on a jacket, your little curly ass hair, and you was like, who, I said, who's next? And they was like, David. And it was you. And I was like, this nigga cannot be funny. No, I would that never say you? that. No, that wasn't me. Somebody said that to me. They were like, this nigga's <laughs> hair is curly, his skin is light, he's a pretty boy with a little jacket on. That was you, Marcus? Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and then they was, they was said they was mad because I was funny. They were mm. like, I was mad. I, and I can't remember who that was, but I thought that was the best, most honest answer mm. that somebody, because you know what people won't tell you? Like, we, comedians, this is the thing about comedians. We cannot be comedians and say we don't like somebody else. Facts. Because it makes us haters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially if, maybe I just don't like you. <laughs> Maybe you're not funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? It don't mean I'm a hater. I yeah. don't like what you like. And it don't mean I don't like you as a person. Mm-hmm. When you get on stage, whatever you're doing up there, it don't do shit for me. Mm-hmm. But you can't, like, you have to find a very small, selective group of people that yeah. you can talk about who you think is funny, who you think is not, you yeah. know? And mm-hmm. I tell people, there's a, there's a lot of people who don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who don't think that I'm funny and I don't think, and that's fine. I've heard I you're an amazing crazy. teacher. Oh, well, that's... That as well. I, that, that's... that's I, I'll take that. I've actually come to your show when you did the, the showcase for oh, your you students. Oh, you did? It was who, a couple who, years ago. It was, was when uh, Jay Snow and Cynthia Lucia yes, were in it. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wow. saw that one. Oh, okay. So I want to go to the class. The class is... Let me tell you something about that class. That yeah. class comes off of what you talked about, Clayton. The reason I started doing that class was because nobody helped me. Mm-hmm. And I saw so many people doing spending so much time doing shit that they were not... They, they didn't even... They didn't even, they weren't even close. Yeah. So I, and then to watch people on stage flounder and not know the art. I can't Ooh, teach yeah. you to be funny. No. You know what I'm saying? And I, when I started doing it, that's the first thing I tell them. You can't teach nobody to be funny, but I can teach you the work ethic and the tools that you need. Certain things need to be in place in order to yeah. be a storyteller and mm-hmm. tell a joke. Mm-hmm. And that stuff. And I started doing that class about eight years, nine years ago. I've done it on and off. And it's probably the largest stand-up comedy class in the country. I know like right now we got 300 and. 62 people on our waiting list. That's incredible. Which I didn't, there ain't 362 funny people in the world. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I have a question for you as a teacher, actually, because it brings me back to your question. Uh-oh. One of the reasons why I left stand-up. Mm-hmm. Because I hadn't found my voice. Oh, it right. takes time. But that takes time. You can't, oh. you're not, yeah, I mean, any, here's the thing. Look, any entertainer, it's not just com- comedy. Everything you do as a writer, as a, as a, as a, prof- as a singer, you got to find your style. Yeah. You got to find your voice. That takes time. That takes time to go up and see all the things that's not for you. Mm-hmm. You got to get through all the shit that don't work for you to find the stuff that does. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he found, he saw me change in 2008, 2009. I had been doing standup at that time. Uh, 10 years. Yep. Oh, wow. That don't mean you're not funny. Right. It just means that you don't come over into being who you are and know, I know who I am. And mm-hmm. the guy that you get off stage is the same guy that comes on stage with a little bit of embellishment. Yeah. Gotcha. You see okay. what I'm saying? So a lot of people do that when they're doing stand-up. Stand-up ain't, ain't for everybody. Just because you're funny don't mean you're a comedian. Yeah. Right. A yeah. comedian is a di- a comedian takes it in the face on stage and can't wait to go back up again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. A person that take it in the face and to go, I ain't doing this. You ain't no comedian. Yeah. Wow. The first time I saw you actually was at Chocolate Sunday. It was the first week that I came to LA. It was on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I go into the Laugh Factory and you were wearing this white shirt. It was like, it was like this white linen shirt. Right. And you had some jeans. And then the crowd was packed, yes, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess the comedian who came up and warmed up was, you know, I don't know who it was. It might have been Ocean. Ocean yep. was hosting First Ocean Impressions. Ocean was one of the people that warmed so up. So Ocean was a uh, host of First Impressions. He came off and he was like, yeah, man, you know, David Arnold in the shirt. He gets right. off stage. You All come right. up. As soon as you come up, <laughs> he was like, yo, Saki, you hear fucking Ocean talk about my shirt? You know what this shirt is? More expensive than your apartment. You understand <laughs> me? He's like, this shirt is success or us. And everybody roared. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He's destroying. You remember this? Of course, man. Like that kind of stuff, man. Jesus. It's uh, comedy in L.A. L.A. gets such a bad rap. Uh, comedy wise because everybody's like man LA cats ain't they funny soft, yeah. but you don't realize that these people aren't from LA we come from all different cities mm-hmm. with our background in stand up right. and LA we're coming to make it we're coming to polish these jokes I don't want to be on the road at 50 and nobody knows who I am I want to go book this TV show and when you see me on stage you be like man you so much funnier than on the internet and TV because right. I've been doing this a long time you know what right. I mean that's right so that's exactly what, what was your worst show Ooh. like Performance. Oh, yeah. uh, the one was, where you took it to the face. Uh, it was for, <laughs> <laughs> relax. Uh, it was um, it was at it was in San Diego at a uh, club called Fourth and B. Ooh, we always and, remember, don't we? Yes, I was, and I've never forget. I was going down there. Actually, I was supposed to be on the show the week, the next week. Mm. I went down there to see one of my boys perform, <laughs> and the host was like, "Maybe you want to just go up and do a guest set since you're here to fill it out." I was like, "All right, cool. I'll go." I went out there. I didn't read the audience. Mm. I wasn't looking. I just went out there and started mm. doing this new joke about going to church with my mother. I mean, my grandmother. When I tell you, them niggas was not having it. San Diego doesn't like having niggas. started to boo. What? I mean, you ever seen 2,500 people go get the fuck off? Like, wow. the wind from 25 people booing you? <laughs> I literally walked off stage before it got to a full-fledged yeah. roar. Wow. I walked off, and the woman, the host was back. She's like, what you doing? You know, you got like five more minutes. Why you, you know? I was like, they started to boo. I'm not going to be booed. <laughs> I don't need this. And I left. Now, this is the killer part. Yeah. When the show is over, they hand out flyers mm-hmm. for the show next week. Ooh, my picture is on the flyer. Ooh. Oh, so no. people are getting the picture, going, "This the nigga we just booed <laughs> five minutes ago." Mm. So I get outside, my flyers all on oh, the yeah. ground with footprints on my face. Oh, yeah. 
I will never forget this moment. And I called my boy who I went to see and I said, I'm not doing that show. I'm not going <laughs> back there. And he told me, I'll never forget this. He said, you got to go back. <laughs> he said, because if you want to do stand up, you're going to see this crowd again. Yep. Yeah. They always going to be there. And if they, if you run from this crowd, you're going to run from that crowd all the time. Yeah. And when I tell you, I retooled and went back there and destroyed the next week. What? Nice. Some old lady came up to me afterwards. She said, baby. <laughs> I was here last week. <laughs> and she claims that when we booed your ass, we. which means she was involved oh, in it. Yeah. She, that was a collective boo. <laughs> her and her I want you to know I let it, but <laughs> we, <laughs> we wanted you out of there. But she said you came back and did what you were supposed to do and redeemed yourself. And I went, Amen. that is the comedian. Yes. Yeah. Ladies you know and gentlemen, we're about to take a quick break. It? We'll be right back with more kicking it with Clayton. Clayton. Hey, You wanna brag, let's talk about the truth And how I wasn't really into you You just was something, just something to do What we had was just one night Don't be mad that it ain't more than that Why you acting so surprised? Why you acting so surprised? Why on your shit you got? I'm loving every moment just you and I 
hotter than the day on the California sky. So fly, we can get it on a leeway. Waste no time, maybe we can do a replay. That old school G funk, slapping that on my trunk. Cause baby, it ain't really nothing but a G thing. It's a West Side story, and this thing called love. And I'ma hold you down, nobody messing with us. I just wanna feel your touch. You know damn well I can't get enough. Oh no. Clayton, I'm your host, Clayton Thomas. You're kicking it with Clayton. Kicking it with Clayton. We are back to my left. I have Sherelle Patrice. To her left, we got our very special guest, Mr. David Arnold. To his left, we got young Nay. To her left, we got Mr. Leon. Mr. 100 used to bang, but now he bangs for the Lord. We got Maddie Robinson. We got Cammy. We got Haley Alexis. On the ones and twos, we got young Wise behind the camera. Producer extraordinaire, engineer of the year, my man Darren. I'm your host, as always, Clayton Thomas. We got a caller. Caller, you're talking to Clayton. You're kicking it with us. Who am I talking to? smiling that you called in. Now, the question of the day is, what are some of your relationship no-goes? Everybody like you knows gotta, this is your wife, right? Oh, yeah. Tangerine is the best. Okay, good. So, what are your non-negotiables in a relationship? Things that they must do or must not do? Oh, goodness. I don't know. I can't think of anything, baby, that you could do that would make me No, no. This ain't about me. I'm the best. I'm talking oh, about what were some <laughs> answer the question. before me. <laughs> Like, I agree with what Leon said earlier. I can't uh, tolerate lies. You can be honest with me. You can tell me about, you know, threesome, side chicks. You can tell me anything, but I can't tolerate lies. Mm -hmm. I can't tolerate bad hygiene. Mm -hmm. You know, the balls can't be musty. You can't, you know, be going to three events with the same outfit, and, and the shower was last night's shower. Like, I can't <laughs> that. That's funny. Um, and I can't deal with mediocrity. Like, um, somebody's you got to have a success factor in you. I've got to see that you are going to are not already somebody. I've got yeah. to see that so we can strive together, you know, to be a power couple. Absolutely. That is solid. Uh, any questions for Dave before I uh, get you up out of here, young man? <laughs> before I click you uh, off. 
Dave, I just want to say I adore you. I can't remember what year we first met, man. I know we both did something. You were like producing a, business, a short film I... that I was directing. How about that? <gasps> remember that? World? Yeah, Is that's that it. Where I Yep, that's oh, what we meant. You were you were producing. I think you were. Yeah, you were producing this the thing that I was uh, the short film that we yes, did for him. That was that was two thousand. That, yeah. uh, that was like two thousand seven, seven maybe. Oh my goodness, you have mm-hmm. a great memory to be uh, as old as you say you are. Hell of a I am seventy five oh. years old. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, David, I think that you are. It's so funny. I don't know why it is. It might just be a PR thing, but when somebody says who your top five comics are, your name doesn't always come up in the top five, but Never. I know for sure that you make me laugh from the wow. gut. And Max. I don't walk out of the room if I know you're about to go on stage because wow. I know you are that funny. So wow. I just want I to really give you your appreciate props. That. And I'm I, excited I, that you're on the show. I appreciate it, and I, and I like seeing you doing your thing with the stand-up. I like just, I, like, I really do. That's, that's good for you. Don't do it with Thank Clayton. Y'all, y'all, don't, go, go, go somewhere without him. <laughs> yeah, do your thing. Send him off. I do a lot of shows without him. I know you do. Keep doing them. That's what you do. Separate and yeah. keep doing them because you are funny. You are, you are really funny, and I'm very excited to see you do it and respect the journey that it takes to do it. That's what's dope. Oh, my gosh. That's I, what's I'm a dope. huge, huge fan and student of yes. comedy have been for years. So Which is great. I've been with performing it. I have respected what I've seen the rest of you go through. And I know it's not always going to be easy. And I know there may be some Tiffany Haddish nights. Where I, I won't be drinking Ciroc on the stage um, with the audience. <laughs> but I know that it's not always going to be glorious. I started off, you know, winning and stuff. But I know it's going to, you know, be ups and downs. But, and I will take your class as well because I know you have some stuff that you need. If, sure. if you need to, you do. If you don't, then it don't. That's how you know you got yeah. that Netflix money. I mean, if you do, you do. <laughs> if you don't, you do. Like, you do, you do. <laughs> 362 people ahead of you in this class. Yeah. <laughs> so good luck. That's a good one. Tandre, thanks so much for calling in, yo. Ladies, you guys sound great, too. Bye. Bye, beautiful. Nice. Mm-hmm. We got another caller. Uh, caller, you're kicking it with Clayton. Who am I talking to? Tammy. Tammy? Tammy from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, hey, oh, Tammy. That's my sister. Oh, that's what's oh. up. Hey, Tam. Oh. What's up, girl? You called to see if I was really on here? <laughs> <laughs> Did you oh, shit. She, hung up. <laughs> she was like, yeah, uh, I figured it out. Okay, so yeah, mama, that was him. Click. <laughs> Real quick, guys, what I want to do is I want to jump to one of my favorite segments, which is Falling Stars. Falling Stars is where you have met a celebrity and you might have been super juiced to meet them and they were incredible. Or you had a celebrity that you met and they were, happened to be an asshole. I'm going to take an extra 13 out of that 10 you gave me. Nah, so who we going to start with you, Sherelle? Who was one of the people? I haven't met anyone that was an asshole or anything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually meet this person. I just, <laughs> it was really cool. I just passed Drake in very intimate settings. And I'll he's like girl. my celebrity crush. Okay. So, but it was like one time I met him, we're passed by him at Inside Jokes. He'd mm-hmm. gone to the restroom. He's I was a, there that night. Oh, you were? Yeah, Drake yeah. was there. Yeah. He's, he's tall. He's, I was about to say that he's a lot taller in person like than I expect. Short, and I then one time I was backstage at one of his concerts and we were walking in right before he was about to go on stage. Mm-hmm. And so he like walked right past to go like how they go mm-hmm. underneath the stage. And I was just like, oh my God, one of these days we're actually going to speak. I mean, no, this is Miami. So uh, David, <laughs> let me get to you. Uh, <laughs> David, give me a second. Actually, I want to come back to you, Dave. Nate, give me a time where you met a celebrity that might have been an incredible, incredible experience for you or you met a celebrity that was a jerk. I'll give you both. Okay, let's get it. Quick. Um, bad, ex- bad vibes, Nicki Minaj. What? Good vibes, 
Sierra. Oh, I'm shocked at that kind of flip. I thought it would have been Sierra, bad vibes. Sierra is everything I've ever hoped her to be ever since, you know, having her as one of my dance idols growing Mm -hmm. up and actually getting the chance to work with her this past December. She's everything and more that I had imagined her to be. And I'm grateful to have that experience. That is a big bucket list off or check off my bucket list. Um, Yeah. Nicki Minaj, not so pleasant. What happened? Um, I ha- I'm going to go pop. ahead and sign an NDA mm-hmm. and uh, give this on to Leon. Uh-oh. Here you go, Leon. Can't wait to hear it off the mic. <laughs> I want to go to Maddie. I'm going to come back to Leon. Maddie, give it to me. A celebrity that you met that uh, was incredible or a celebrity you met that was a jerk. Okay. Um, oh, almost fell. I did... Okay, so I work at Belasco Theater downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, don't come see me because I don't want y'all to come to my work. Shouldn't have said the name. But- <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wiz Khalifa had a table, and I was like their personal server. His manager was like, I want you taking care of Wiz. I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, okay. It's because my ass was out, but whatever. Okay. Um, and I was like, can I hit your joint? And he said, yeah. <laughs> you tripping. And he let me smoke his weed. Um, and then... And then, like, a month ago, I did a music video. I got to dance next to Snoop Dogg, and, like, the whole time I was just blacked out, so I have no idea how that's going to come out. But I was so nervous. Okay. I could not say anything to him. Like, But I said, like, hey, and he was like, what's up, baby girl? And I, I died. Like, oh, my God. That's it was amazing. Up. Like, the best. I think I could have met, like, Obama, and that would have been, like, on the same level. Like, okay. <laughs> those two. Oh, my God. That's what's up. Uh, give it to me, Cammy, real <sighs> quick. Give me a celebrity you met that might have been a jerk or might have well, been Well, you know, it actually is a piggyback because I did meet Snoop, so I figure I'll uh-huh. go with that. And when I met him, it was the same thing. He was really fun. And I didn't black out, but I remember thinking, like, okay, if you ever met Snoop, like, what would you say? It's like, mm-hmm. yo, I want to smoke with you. So I told him, and he wrote up, like, you know, you know Snoop. Oh, so yeah. I, that's all I got to say. I'm not going to put all my business out there, yeah. but it's Snoop. So you had to. And it's like, you know, that's like bucket list stuff. And he was super cool. But see, with Wiz, I wasn't nervous to ask if I could hit his. It was a joint. But with Snoop, he had a fat blunt the whole time. I was way too nervous. I couldn't ask him. Definitely anything. did not think blunt was coming after fat. Yeah, it's a little we scary, too. You might want to be precautionary. Haley, uh, give, me a, uh, give me the story. Yeah, um, I actually went. Uh, I didn't meet him, but I was around him a few times, Wiz. And okay. he's just super, super cool. You can feel his energy. I'm big on energy. So he's just been real cool. One day, I'll probably be like, what's up? I like to let celebrities be them. Mm. I don't like to be like, yo, what's up? So I don't actually meet as many as I could have. I just let them be them. If I if they remember me, they'll remember me. That's sweet of you. So. Also, you got some dope-ass eyebrows. Leon, let's get to you real quick, <laughs> man. So uh, give me, and I don't, <laughs> don't say Wiz, because I know he's your friend. So give me <laughs> Somebody else. All right. Well, I met T.I. last week. Oh, uh, nice. And uh, it was, I was on a little date or whatever. Um, and I met him. Like, actually, my lane was right next to him. Mm-hmm. His. And I had my son with me. Dope. And I, I meet celebrities all the time, but I don't ask for pictures unless I got my yeah. son yeah. for him. Right. So I asked him. I was like, I was like, um, he was with he was with Tiny. So they back together now nice. and everything. So my first time, my first time seeing them together. So I, I asked him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, hey, bro, can I get a picture for my son? Uh, he was like, can we do it later? And I was like. Okay, he was like, yeah, I hit you up. Like, kind of like, but it was, it was, I'm, I'm like, okay, this nigga rude as fuck. But I understand he with his girl and date, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, uh, so then me and we, we went to go play, uh, like, little games or whatever. And then he, as he was leaving, he was like, hey, come on, fam. I'm yeah. like, oh, you cool after all, man. Yeah. So I got a picture with my son, and that was it. He didn't want to be bothered with it. He, you know, on a date, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, I felt that out, but he was cool. Let me tell you something, man. T.I., I had the pleasure of working with this cat for two years in a row. T.I. is one of the nicest and one of the funniest men I've ever met in life. 
And that dude is one of the greatest, man. I can't say enough great things about him. Wow. David Arnold, give me a celebrity that you met that was incredible, falling off, or a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, incredible celebrity that I met was uh, Betty White. Nice. I wrote a, uh, I wrote a, I wrote an episode of, I can't remember. I think it was, I can't remember what it was, but she was on as a guest star. Mm -hmm. And I remember meeting her and I was just like blown away. That is like, that's like somebody you just don't meet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was so nice. And we sat there and we talked and she was like asking me questions. Mm -hmm. And like, she was very, she was like really into the conversation. Yeah. Now she's 175 that's years a fact. old. <laughs> But still, she was like she was she was sharp. She was funny, and mm -hmm. it was just like that because that's somebody who's been a star since I was a kid. Since before yeah. you were born. Since I was before I was born. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like this is so to get a chance to see somebody like that. That was you know that was that was kind of cool. I, a celebrity that was an asshole. Um, I gotta be honest. I don't I don't know that's incredible. who that I've seen that's been a complete. I mean, there's people I've worked with mm -hmm. on set. That have been assholes. And I don't want you to say their name. I need you I'm to keep not going <laughs> right. Yeah. Some of them I'm not gonna mention because yeah. I'm still, you know. But <laughs> yes, I have worked with a few people who can be an ass. What's that? Well, you know what? Tyler Perry's been a dick before. Okay, mm, I've worked with him. That. He's been an asshole before. Mm. He's a nice guy sometimes, mm -hmm. but he's been an asshole. And I told him he was an asshole. I said, "You ain't got to be no asshole." What do you say? He laughed because he didn't expect <laughs> me to say it. You know That's what I'm saying? Did he stop being an asshole? Yes, he did okay. stop being an asshole because yes. he knew he was being a dick. We yeah. were on the set and he was in there with I own all this shit attitude. Yeah. Like, nigga, mm -hmm. we know you own it. Just are we going to do the scene again or not? <laughs> right. I want to go home. <laughs> Real you know, quick. Was, no, that was, listen, man, oh, everybody, funny. real quick. Uh, I'm not. I'm stopping at that time because the show before us goes late, and I'm not about to cut mine short for that reason. King, I hope you heard that part as well. Mm. Now, as we go to this, I want to say my celebrity that I met that happened to be really cool. As a matter of fact, when I first met him, it's 2006. I snuck backstage, Laugh Palooza, which I was the new wow. face of, to meet Jamie Foxx. Oh. And I went back there. King's back there. King's ladies back there at the time. Uh, some other people and my boy. Uh, who actually made everything help. Uh, Greg Shelton was in there. So I walk in, and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, how you doing? Can I get a picture with you? He was like, yeah, yeah, uh, let's do it, man. He's getting changed. Everybody's just all over Fox. Right. And then he starts walking out. I was like, can I get the picture? He's like, hey, man, get your shit, man. And I was like, all right. And I'm trying to get the phone, and I'm shaking and shit. Wow. And then the cameraman is behind me. Jamie stops short as he's walking forward. I bump into Jamie. Cameraman bumps into me and looks at me. And I'm like, hey, motherfucker, he stopped. I didn't stop. <laughs> but right. they got to blame somebody. So anyway, uh, he was really nice, and it's just always been a pleasure to meet him. Uh, asshole celebrities, couple times. Somebody who's fallen off, Stony Jackson. I expected more from him. That is, hilarious. I wanted more. But anyway, I want to hear Stony Jackson. How we can get in contact with you, Sherelle? What's coming up? Give us your Instagram. What's Instagram, new? Twitter, Facebook at Sherelle Patrice. That's C H E R E L L E P A T R I C E. Sherelle Patrice. Nice. Your nay. How can we find you? What's coming up? Uh, Instagram is your underscore nay. That's Y O U R underscore N A Y. YouTube is your nay. No underscore. Holla at your girl. I love it. Mr. Leon Ross, how can we find you? Uh, MR100 underscore Leon Ross. Okay. <laughs> Give it to us, Maddie. How can we find you? Okay, Maddie Robinson on Instagram. Uh, M-A-D-D-I-E-R-O-B-Y-N-S-O-N. I love it. Cammy, give it to us. Cammy, give it to us. I'm officially Cammy on Instagram and everywhere else, Twitter, all of that. I got a new song. You tried it on all streaming platforms. Nice. Video coming soon, February 1st. So stay tuned, guys. I love it. And Cammy has two M's and an I, by the way. That's <laughs> what's up. How can we find hey, you, Haley? It's Haley Alexis, H-A-I-L-E-A-L-E-X-I-S. And I'm pretty much only on IG. My mama took over Facebook, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm on with it. <laughs> I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always a pleasure when I get a chance to do the show and get a chance 
chance to be heard by all of you guys. I appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate I everybody who called in. Brother, I haven't gotten to Excuse the layup yet. <laughs> I appreciate everybody who's called in. I have to especially thank my very special oh. guest for coming in, who has a show on Dash Radio. This brother is hilarious. He's one of the greatest comedians that you probably haven't heard of, but you're about to see so much more of. Mr. David Arnold, what's thank coming you. up? How can we find you? When's your show? Uh, the show is on Dash. It's on Wednesdays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. You can find me at The David A. Arnold. You got to put an A or you won't find me. Mm. All mm. across the board. Um, I'm on tour now. Uh, Oakland is next. Oakland is next weekend. Kansas City, Denver. Uh, I got a bunch of play. You have to go to my my site and see all the dates that we have come up, and we're getting ready to start probably season five of Fuller House, which nice. I'm producing. And we just I just got nominated for a Producers Guild Award last Congratulations, year. Congratulations, man! That was fantastic to do. Writer and producer. Writer right? yeah. and producer. Am so. I getting a role, David Arnold? Absolutely not. Okay, so. appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as I look around the room, I see nothing but talented <laughs> people who have their whole lives ahead of them with so much talent. When I look outside, I see green, which means growth, which means we are on our path to victory. Ladies and gentlemen, Amen. you're kicking nice. it with Clayton. You're kicking it with Clayton. Nice. Trap nigga, like free money, I'm blowing. No discussion, my money love me, so hold it.